And we live. Welcome, gamers, to PM in the PM. Pong and Mav in the PM. I'm laughing because Mav said that I have to eat my mic tonight because otherwise I'm fading in and out. So, which I haven't touched. You don't have to eat it that much. You don't. I'm going to eat it like this, Mav, all night. This is some ASMR shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, gamers uh, from across the world, across the world. I was mixing up my words there. Thank you all for joining myself and the one and only Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, for PM and the PM, July the 14th, 2022. That's right. We're already mid-July, and this is another one of those weeks, folks, where we got a little bit of news, some interesting tidbits here and there uh, that Mav and I are going to talk about. But before we get down to business and start talking, Mav, how the hell has your week been coming off of an absolutely epic FSP in which you decided to talk about things that are off limits in this community? And I'm, I can't believe you haven't been ostracized yet. I can't believe you haven't been <laughs> banned from YouTube, demonetized. Yeah for speaking out on things such as $70 games and even going to speculation town and talking about acquisitions. I can't believe you haven't been banned yet, man, but a yeah. uh, great episode of FSP. You came in hot, you delivered the goods, you Thanks. were fired up. It was awesome. So what have you been doing this week besides lighting up the community and talking about <laughs> things you're not supposed to? Um, Man, it's been an interesting week. I've actually, this is like the first week in a long time where I've like, I don't think I played anything. Damn. Yeah, I, I played like maybe like a few minutes of that garden story game today. Um, I I think I played a couple minutes of something else, but I, I'm just to check it out. Like, but I've been binging the hell out of Game of Thrones. Huh? As it, it was like one of those like guilty things, you know, like pop culture things. I just completely missed out on and never had watched it before. And I was like, I need to finish a show. I need to watch a show. I was like, I want to find something as like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna watch game of thrones so i watched all eight seasons of game of thrones in the course of about two weeks pretty crazy i mean it's like almost 80 hours you know but it's i didn't i didn't play i didn't play any games you know so um it was fun dude i really had fun doing that actually i i, I would rather do that sometimes with a show than like pace it out over like eight years you know well, because yeah, you, everything's fresh in your my memory. You know what I mean? Like it, it has a bigger impact. Right. But um, other than that, man, I've just been uh, looking forward to some stuff that's coming soon to gaming, you know, um, and uh, there's a lot of things I want to play. I just been kind of like taking a little bit of a break, you know, so you're just it. a fake gamer who plays Twitter. now. I, I like guess so. Else. You know, I've just been playing Twitter and <laughs> when are you going to start hosting spaces? No, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did record, you know, uh, I, I, I mentioned before, like when we, uh, when we shut down fun pop yeah that it was going to be working on some more content for the channel right and uh so i was able to secure an interview uh that i've done and i'm probably going to air it tomorrow um this person wanted to remain anonymous though so it's going to be a very interesting interview and uh i recommend people checking out the interview tomorrow with uh, the the person who wishes to be uh, remain anonymous. Um, I'm trying to figure out if this is like a serious thing or if this is one of your you skits go, or you have to watch and see. 
are we are we getting a uh, voice uh, voice synthesizer? Is that what we're doing I, as well? Uh, are you going to scramble it? I don't want to be I don't, don't want to spoil anything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's what goes with anonymous things. You know, usually, you know, you have to do things to help the person remain anonymous. So there's like, <laughs> like it was very interesting. I've never done that before. It was that kind of interview, but I felt like I was like watching uh like 60 minutes and that like person that is afraid to let their identity be known or whatever in the in this interview i mean that's the way it kind of came out it's like very interesting i i can't wait to air that tomorrow i'm probably going to premiere it uh tomorrow like early afternoon or so um but the first interview i've done like that but you know i've interviewed some cool people like steve downs and you know, it, um, can you tease it a little bit? Is it going to have anything to do with any of the topics you discussed on FSB? It could, it could have a little <laughs> bit. Of, it could have a little bit to do with some of those topics, uh, but we just have to tune in and, and see tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, uh, but other than that, hey, man, what have you been up to, Pong? Bro, bro, bro. It has been a week uh, because I uh, am actually uh, back to prioritizing my health which since the pandemic uh, has not happened. So I am trying, I'm back in the gym. So I am now going to bed early and getting up early. So my game time has dropped off a cliff as well. Although I did get some gaming and I, but my, instead of four hours a night after work, I'm, I'm getting probably an hour and a half, two hours yeah. after work max um, right now so that I can get up. Uh, Cause I got to be up at uh, between five and five 30 in the morning. So um trying to adjust that again but man does it feel good uh again i've been a gym rat on and off since my 20s so yeah i've been through times where i've gone you know four years without the gym but then i've been you know times where i had six seven years straight at the gym right so i've had those moments in my life and so get back in there feels great but gaming wise i actually picked up i could not pass it up um Shout out to Wario uh, and Cheap Ass Gaming. Uh, both of those Twitter accounts are money savers for budget gamers like myself. I have them on notice so that when they are tweeting out things and prior to Prime Day, a couple days prior to Prime Day, uh, Wario had tweeted out that Amazon actually had Borderlands 3, the Super Deluxe Edition, which comes with the Season 1 pass which had the, if you go read everybody's opinions of the, of the, of the DLC, because I was waiting for a sale on the ultimate, right? But it wouldn't go, it wouldn't drop below 40 bucks. Um, and I missed it one time when it was on sale for 30 bucks. So I really wanted the ultimate edition, but the Super Deluxe comes with all the season one DLC, which is considered the best DLC out of the bunch. Season two was pretty weak. Uh, most people had to say. So I picked it up for $10, the Super Deluxe edition. Thought that was a fantastic deal. So obviously came from Amazon, got it. So I've been rocking out on some Borderlands 3. Uh, it was something, I'm a Borderlands fan. Anybody who listens to me knows that. Absolutely love Tiny Tina's. Um, you know, played it to death, uh, beat it with steel and stuff. But I never could get into Borderlands 3. But during one of the free-to-play days, I had started it again, uh, uh, I think, earlier this year. And I finally got it and i finally got into it so then i was just waiting for a good sale so picked it up started playing some borderlands 3 uh and again borderlands i know a lot of people like to do multiplayer um co-op on borderlands it is fun but i'm a I, i've played borderlands my entire life single player so i don't mind it doing that way and i'm having a great time uh back in borderlands 
Um, other than that, just a thing, you know, a couple things here and there. NBA, uh, the, the usual shit, hitting up a couple of my smaller games that I keep going back to. Played a little bit more Shadow Run as well, rocking out on that. Uh, got into uh, Solastra, uh, you know, got through the tutorial, started playing some of the missions. Um, and again, loving that game as well, but just been on my borderlands kick. This is what happens. I yeah. love looter shooters. So it is what it is, man. Right on, uh, man. Otherwise, like you, man, waiting for some new stuff to come out. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to get some stuff soon. You know, this is actually a pretty yeah. decent week for game pass. It's got some stuff that, um, I, I do want to play. I'm going to power wash the shit out of some stuff soon. Yeah. So you're going to power wash and Peppa. Is that what you're going to do? Well, my, my daughter tried Peppa. Well, I know your she said it was boring. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's a Fortnite girl. She's already outgrown yeah. Peppa the Pig game. Yeah, but right. I see all these. I see. I see a bunch of the community. Some of them unironically playing Peppa the Pig to get that thousand gamer score. Right. So yeah. whatever. Yeah, it won't be. It won't be downloaded on my system. That's all I got to say, folks. And neither will Power Washer. OK, neither will Power Washer. I have zero interest. But shout out to everybody who does because it's fantastic. Again, Xbox showing up with Game Pass games. Not everything has to be for everyone. I'm going to get a ton of Game Pass games coming later this year that are all for me. So I'm happy. I've already got Shadowrun. I got Solasta out of the blue, which I was un not prepared for. So I'm good. I just love that Game Pass does this. So I'm happy for everybody who's having a good time, though, with Peppa, Power Washer, whatever the case may be. I right. don't care. It's great. Um Let's see here. Let's get in a chat real quick here. We got a bunch of beautiful people. And hey, all of you listening, we love you. We love you to death. Thank you all for showing up tonight. Uh, if you haven't hit that like button, please do. If you got a moment and you are available to share it out, please do. It helps Mav's channel dramatically. We on Fun Speculations channel and even over on Living Split Screen, me and Steel, we forget to do the business side yeah. of things a lot. And I know it's... It can be annoying because some people do it all the time, but please, it does help us grow. So please do that if you got a chance. Uh, Ghost Fixter, thank you for showing up here early. You are in first. Congratulations. There is no trophy, but I will say that you were here first. So congratulations again. Back from the dead, brother. Back always good bed. to see you. Bed, <laughs> back from the bed. My oh. words are all over the place. I just got home from work. Sorry, folks. I've been talking all day. Sometimes I scrambles the brain by the end of the night uh nicks of course is showing up in the house as always john wolf brother great to see you as well we got the blue one in here we got brother mike that's right from nlg showing up to say hi brother mike appreciate you and shout out to you sir on your fitness journey as well you have been kicking butt and taking names when it comes to that scale and i'm glad that you're feeling it and feeling good about it man so that's awesome john wolf too uh hit me up and said that he got back into his physical fitness as well so shout nice. out to you john general spartan 27 brother always great to see you m just m m great to see you it's a great letter i like that letter a lot nice to see you it's one of the Caitlin, best Okay, it is one of the best. <laughs> Caitlin, awesome to see you in here, my dear. Thank you again for the beautiful thumbnail. Thank you for tweeting out the show as well as you've been doing. Appreciate HU. Uh, Alvin is in here. Alvin, how's it going? Jigga J, brother, always, always a pleasure, sir. You know. Uh, Siki, what's going on? And yes, at some point in my life, I probably will watch Game of Thrones, Siki. Okay, at some point. Yeah. I'm just it's just not a priority for me, man. It's just not, it's just, it really isn't. But at it's some point I probably straight. watch it. 
<laughs> I know I got gaming as my priority, especially yeah. now with my hours limited. So, um, but I do appreciate you being in here, Siki, all the time, man, and all the support. Def Leopard, always, always fantastic to have you showing up in the chat. Actually, Lore Master Jasper is here as well. Shout out to Lore Master Jasper. He's actually a cool guy. So uh, great to actually see you, is. Jasper. Very cool. Actually is. Uh, <laughs> shockingly enough. Uh, UK, <laughs> UK laugh. What's going on, brother? Great to have you in here as always, sir. The Dusty Uno. The Dusty Uno has showed up. Great to see you. Uh, Talos Ray, of course, is showing the support and the love. Boba Fett Gaming, brother. Always awesome. Awesome to see your name pop up here in the chat. Andrew Cullinane. Yes, sir. Andrew Cullinane, always giving the support as well. Thank you for being in here. Of course, what would a fun speculation show and a chat be without Vic the Click being up in here? Vic that's, the Click, right, great Vic. to see you, sir. <laughs> Dan the Man Cunningham, my good friend, one of the original guys I met on in chat before I was ever podcasting. Dan the Man Cunningham, uh, I was always hitting him up. He was always in the chats along with me back in the day. Great to see you, sir. Thank you for being here. Tony Grasso is up in PM in the PM having a good time already too. Hey, thank you all for being here. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it. Uh, but we got some things to talk about. Mav, we we had some news this week. Um, where do you Finally. want? You got any? You got any favorites to start out? I mean, do we start with the? With, with with PlayStation bringing back rewards and copycatting Microsoft to the nth degree with this? Or do we do we start with the earth-shattering Netflix news uh, that's going to change <laughs> everything forever? Uh, probably not, Care, but, careful but, 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 but <laughs> just saying, some people, some people think that way, and it yeah. certainly could. Again, I think it's yeah. the first step towards something bigger. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We got Skate 4 but not really skate four and actually not a remaster um, of beloved skate in yeah. any way, shape or form uh, going free to play. Um, we've got uh, a great lineup for uh, PlayStation premium uh, coming up. Uh, fantastic lineup. Actually, I was really impressed with that. Uh, where do you want to go, Mav? Where do you want to go? We got Haven studios. We got Namkai Bando, your favorite yeah. company, Mav, that you renamed. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I, was, so <laughs> I was trying to look at the list of like the leaked games and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I actually Googled Namkai Bando <laughs> earlier. Oh and Kate, and I forgot to. Kate said I should have screenshotted it, but like I, I actually did act, actually type that into my Google search bar. Um, for anybody who doesn't know that happened on what an ultimate it was an xbox yeah. ultimate wasn't it yeah it I was xbox so. ultimate months ago beginning of the year when we were talking about bandai namco and mav renamed it namkai bando he, he just he said it so confidently too it was amazing <laughs> so whenever you hear that you know that's where it's coming from now it's actually yeah bandai namco hey, I, spit, I spit it out like that accidentally all the time i know <laughs> i know, you I know what you it did is it again i know yeah, what it I is i just say namkai bando all the damn time i don't know why <laughs> It's and it sounds so ridiculous, like for some reason. I don't know. It's so close to the original. Like, I don't know why it sounds so dumb when I say it that way, but it does. <laughs> it's amazing. I actually. catch myself every time, too. I you do because you start you crack up the minute you do it. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. I caught myself so, when I Googled it too. I was like, what the shit did I just type? <laughs> I can't believe you actually Googled <laughs> I, it. I did. That's I fucking, typed it. That, that's freaking hilarious, bro. Oh my god. That's like when you order something from uh 
one of those uh, Chinese sites, and all of a sudden you get you think you're getting Bandai Namco game, and you get a Namkai Bando game. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> well, do you know you what happened it. to Jasper? No, what happened to they, Jasper? Like they stole two hundred dollars from who? Jasper. Who stole it from Jasper? Na- Namkai <laughs> Bando. <laughs> Damn guy Bando did? Yeah, they did. Um, Why? Wow. He like ordered like the like crazy deluxe like Elden Ring or whatever, and he ordered it directly from Bandai Namco, and uh, he never got it. And he tried to contact them, and like they're like, no, oh, no, it shows that it was delivered, and he just never got it. And Shut like, he, and he's contacted them, and like all this stuff, and they've been back and forth, and, and like. How did uh, I not hear this? The money was taken out of the yeah, and the money was taken out of his account. He still hasn't gotten it, and like he, he's just like he's given up at this point. He's like contacted him so many times. Uh, he'll tell he can tell everybody about the story, uh, but like yeah, oh my it's pretty god, funny, man. Uh, so That's... he he hates them with a passion now. I, I'm sure he does. I would hate him too that they not give him yeah. a tracking number or anything. My I, god, I man. don't know. Like he just said it was. I, they probably have his personal information and and stored because he bought something from them too. So it gets even worse. Your if your credit card information might actually be out there in the public now, Jasper, because they were hacked and they, they did were say hacked. it's possible that the uh, that kind of information would be out there. So forewarning, you may want to you know um, get a new yeah. card. Well, since we're on that, let's start into that for anybody who did not hear uh, earlier in the week. Um, Actually, it started out. Let's let's start where it started from. So on Twitter, um, shout out to Idol Sloth, by the way, too. Um, Idol Sloth had picked up on that uh, the roadmap for Bandai Namco or Namkai Bando, whichever one you prefer, uh, was leaked by some ransomware mm-hmm. hackers. Now, this rumor had started going around that they had been hacked. So this is where it started because then, like, it looks legit. Some people are saying the Tekken was a fan-created um, image, but it does look legit. So let's just get this one out of the way, and then we'll go into when they confirm it, actually, because they actually have now confirmed that they were hacked, and they are looking into the servers to see how bad it was. Right. So um, games-wise, this is what's supposedly coming. So they got leaked uh, for fiscal year 23. So quarter one... We can expect Armored Core, supposedly, which, which has is been rumored heavily. Heavily. Smoke. Yeah. Lots and lots of smoke. I'm on board. Give me those mechs, man. I can't wait to jump in. It's been a long time since I've hit up Armored Core. I can't wait to see what From can do with it. Um, so, yeah, give me Armored Core, quarter one. Dragon Ball. Uh, the Wait, is it Dragon Ball? Or is that the other one? Yeah, Dragon Ball. The Breakers is coming also. Uh, quarter one i have not heard about this game so i have no idea what it is obviously it's based upon dragon ball z but i have no idea what type of game it is but dragon ball the breakers quarter one quarter two this one gets a little surprising and a little iffy little nightmares three math already did we not just have little nightmares two last year was it last year or the year before? I'm not sure exactly when. I, I can look thought it up, it but was, it, was, it wasn't thought, long ago. It was not no, long ago I thought, at all. Not at all. Um, again, not the biggest game in the world, but there was a bigger wait period between Little Nightmares 1 and 2. So if we get Little Nightmares 3, quarter 2, that's a quick turnaround for them. Um, but uh, that's supposedly coming. Super Fighter Z coming quarter 2. And then Digi Monster Story 
Cyber Sleuth 2, also coming uh, quarter two. Shout out to all the Digimon fans it, it out was, there. It was last year, by the way. It was in February 2021. It was. Yeah. So, so one year, and they're going to have a little, maybe maybe they cut a lot of content. Maybe they just made number three. Um, we'll see. We'll see how close this, and again, who knows where this information came from within like the servers that had been updated if this roadmap was an older roadmap and they changed things who knows right whenever you get leaked information you just never know so take all of it with a grain of salt every single time uh but it's interesting and nonetheless quarter three we are supposed to get elden ring dlc map called barbarians of the badlands coming in quarter three so i mean it was obvious that they were going to obviously create DLC for Elden Ring with how gigantic yeah. that game is, right? Um, but to see it come in quarter three and have a name Barbarians of the Badlands, kind of cool, uh, kind of cool, man. Um, I know a lot of people were really hot on that one. Then we're going to get a new Tales game. Uh, we're going to get Tales of Ascension, uh, also quarter three, supposedly. I love the Tales series. Awesome. Bring them on. Hey, I'm all for it. And then Tekken 8, Mav. Tekken 8, brother. Yeah. Another fighter. One, stood one of out. the big ones. Tekken yes. 7 was a disappointment for me, honestly. Yes. Like, I, I know a lot of people like still love Tekken. I, I love Tekken. I mean, back on PlayStation, uh, I think the first one may even come out of the first PlayStation, did it? Or, I mean, I remember playing a lot on PlayStation 2. Um, primarily it's where i played first, a lot of tekken first tekken was on playstation one i believe was it okay yeah so i, I remember playing all those old tekkens and i it was one of the best 3d fighters out there there was that and uh there's a couple of others that really stood out but if, if there was tekken and virtua fighter and then soul caliber was pretty yeah. much the three like big uh you know like uh 3d fighting games that i that i played a lot of uh but tekken for me kind of fell off the last generation Tekken seven was cool and all, but like it compared to some of the other fighting games that were out there, it just didn't hold up very well to me. You know, it felt like a, a little bit of a disappointment. So I'm hoping Tekken eight brings it back like full force and really like goes all out. Um, even compared to other Bandai Namco fighters, it seemed like it just wasn't on par, you know? So did you have to think about it. I did. I have to think about it before I say it. <laughs> if I don't think about it before I say it, I'll say it wrong. And uh, I, I really think that uh, Tekken 8 will be a big announcement when it's revealed. And I think it needs to be excellent. How good would it be if we have Street Fighter and Tekken out at the same time, huh? Oof. That'd be pretty freaking damn cool, man. So, um, Again, storied franchises when it comes to fighters. Tekken is one of the ones that pushed the fran the fighters to the forefront. Um, and it was a big competition game for a long time. And then it kind of fell out of favor. And obviously, Street Fighter continued to roll on and become what it was. And then, you know, you had some other ones move into that space. But Tekken is still beloved by a lot of fans out there. So I would love to see it come back as well. Although we will no longer get Bruce Lee. Um, which kind of stinks um, because the family is now suing anybody who uses even his likeness in any way, shape or form. So uh, we probably will not get Bruce Lee this time around the Tekken, but that's okay. Uh, I will find a new fighter, but let's, let's get Tekken eight out. Uh, this sounds great. So I'm happy for that. Uh, and then quarter four code vein two. 
Code Vein, Souls Like RPG. I actually played through uh, for about uh, five, six hours. I actually was enjoying myself. But I talked to Steel because Steel played this game. And it took me, can't remember now, 11 times on the first boss, I think, to beat him. Right. 11 times. And I said, okay, Steel, I got through the first boss. What's it go like from here? He goes, that dude is easy. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. But a lot of people like Code Vein too. Code Vein kind of surprised a lot of people and it got, you know, it got stronger as it went along. More and more people started finding it and really liking it. I love the animation in Code Vein. Love the animation, just gorgeous. And I love the story too. The characters are interesting as all hell. Um, But interesting, we're going to get Code Vein too. Uh, And again, Bandai Namco has been on a streak here uh, lately. Uh, Mav and I both consider them one of the premier publishers out there now, uh, just with how well they've been coming on uh, with their RPGs, with everything they've been doing. Right. So they, they're turning everything to gold right now. So I'm excited for all this stuff. And then we get OPM fighter association. And of course that's one punch man uh, fighter association. So one punch man coming back. I know there's a lot of one punch man uh, fans out there. Uh, I've watched the anime a little bit. Uh, I think I, did I used to? I think I might have read a manga or two as well. Manga. Let me see. I think so. But anyways, One Punch Man has got a big fan base. That is also supposedly coming quarter four, and then Xenoverse three also hitting quarter four. So next year, according to this, and again, grain of salt, folks. We got five. We got eight. We got eleven games in fiscal year twenty three from bandai namco so that's a lot of games man that's a lot of games man um so that's where all the leaks started uh we got that first and then they went ahead and confirmed and i'm just going to read a piece out of this article here this is of course from vgc uh one of my favorite places to go to now um love the i love what they do over there they've had some questionable things as well but for the most <laughs> yeah. part vgc has been pretty damn good yeah, so for leaks especially they've been like on point. yes of course um let me see here andy robinson does great work over there as well so uh bandai namco has confirmed claims claims that its servers have been hacked and confidential information has been acquired Earlier this week, ransomware group called ALPHV claimed to have ransomed Bandai Namco, suggesting it had acquired confidential files. Now, in a statement provided to VGC, the Pac-Man, Tekken, and Dark Souls publisher has confirmed that it was indeed hacked. On July 3rd, 2022, Bandai Namco Holdings Incorporated confirmed that it experienced an unauthorized access by third party to the internal systems of several group companies in Asian regions, excluding Japan, the statement reads. After we confirm the unauthorized access, we have taken measures such as blocking access to the servers to prevent the damage from spreading. In addition, there's a possibility that customer information related to the toys and hobbies business in Asia, in Asian regions, excuse me, excluding Japan, was included in the servers and PCs, and we are currently identifying the status about existence of leakage, scope of the damage, and investigating the cause. We will continue to investigate the cause of this incident and will disclose the investigation results as appropriate. We also work with external organizations to strengthen security throughout the group and take measures to prevent reoccurrence 
We offer our sincerest apologies to everyone involved for any complications or concerns caused by the incident. Um, According to uh, VX Underground, which bills itself as the largest collection of malware source code, samples, and papers on the internet, the ALPHV ransomware group claimed to have ransomed Bandai Namco on Monday. Ransomware is a type of malicious software used by cyber criminals to extort money from victims. Uh, perpetrators will often block the victims' access to their own data by encrypting their files and threatening to release them publicly unless a ransom is paid. This is the latest in a series of data leaks and hacks involving notable game publishers in recent years. Cyberpunk and Witcher Studio CD Projekt Red suffered a ransomware attack last year reportedly at the hands of a group called Hello Kitty. All right, so, Matt, got any concerns about this? We're going to wait and see on this one, uh, but they did confirm they were hacked. Yeah, I mean, this sucks that this keeps happening. You know, I don't know what they can do to prevent it because it's like an ongoing battle. It seems like, you know, um, I hope that they don't release people's personal information and all that kind of stuff, you know, like, uh, if anything, like these hackers, you know, keep it against the company. You know what I mean? I gotta say Jasper, like that was a, that's a lot of, you know, I guess you really wanted your $200 back. You know what I mean? Like you went all, all the way out there and you, you went out and did all this are, to get your tuner. Are we bucks. accusing Jasper live on the air of being ALPHV? No, I'm just kidding. Jasper doesn't know how to do that. Um, but you know, yeah, he does. probably he probably does. He's, he's a genius. Um, you know, I I just think it sucks, man. I, I don't really know yeah. what else. Like, I like I like when the like gaming news leaks happen because of stuff like that. But I, yeah. I don't like the fact that they got hacked to to get it. You know what I mean? Like. It's, yeah, it's no, unnecessary. It it's it's it causes it hurts us in a roundabout way. You know what I mean? Like, um, hopefully it doesn't hurt. You know, credit card information, all that kind of stuff isn't right. get out there and all that. You know, but yeah, I I don't know what they can do because these groups keep popping up and they keep finding new ways. So uh, hopefully. You know, they improve their cybersecurity. I guess that's all I can really say about it. And, you know, that's this all, really hurt yeah. Capcom years ago, right? Yeah. And it, it took, did. they had to crawl out of a gutter almost after. Um, it, it doesn't, it seems like the effects haven't been as dramatic for the other companies since Capcom to me, at least publicly. You know what I mean? Like out, out in the public, like CD Projekt Red, and, and I, I don't know, like, there's a couple actually, others. They actually got cyberpunk source code. Like yeah. they had the programming for cyberpunk. And did they just say um, like, oh, well, release it or some shit like that? I, I yeah, can't because the, because the group was trying to sell it on the black web yeah. or on the dark web, black web, dark web. Um, they were trying to sell it out there already. And basically at that point, you know, what are you going to do? So project red was like, whatever, we're not paying you. So go ahead. Yeah. So, um yeah no Mav. it can indirectly affect us it can directly affect us if it's personal information right right? hacking unfortunately is a reality it's only going to get worse the more digital we go you just got to hope that these companies again it always doing everything that they can yeah you always believe like companies that are in the industry like that are like not just even gaming but just anybody that deals in the digital world realm nowadays you always want to believe that like in the back of my skull, I always think they had, like have the best security out there, right? Like they yeah. got their own group of ex-hackers, you know, like the government does. And they got their own group of ex-hackers who are constantly 
you know, updating and making sure that all their systems are safe. And unfortunately, in reality, that's not the case. Just like it, just like back in the day when computers first started coming online and hacking started happening, people still use dumb codes. Ex-employees sell their information and the information is never deleted by HR and by yeah. you know IT out of the system and they get backdoors that way, right? We saw this with Twitter. It happened with Twitter too, um, just last year as well. You you just you just don't think it's going to happen to these types of companies. And yet we continuously see it. And you just hope, you just hope, like you said, Mav, like we like the game, even though it sucks for the developers and it sucks for the company, any data being released, right? We, we don't mind with a game when, when some of the roadmaps get leaked, right? That we can speculate on them and, and, and talk about them. That's always fun. But you just hope at the end of the day that the consumers or employees information is not compromised because that's a world yeah. of hurt. Um, I've been through fraud multiple times in my life. Uh, it's not fun. It's, it's, it's a mess. And if it gets really bad, it can really screw you over for a very long time, even though you did nothing wrong at the end of the day, right? So uh, just got to hope that the consumers uh, like Jasper's information did not get out there. And all of a sudden Jasper's now lost, you know, $2,000 to yeah. Namkai Bando, right? So, yep. oh man. So yeah, that, so that's what happened this week um, from Bandai Namco. Um, and uh, so what else got here, Mav? Hold on here. Who else has jumped in here? Oh my God, we got Razor and Z showing up as always. Thank you for dropping in. K Asante is in here as well. Shout out to K Asante. Always good to see you, brother. Infinite Umbra. Thank you, brother, for being in here as well. Shane, always great to see you. And of course, brother from another Fuzzy Belvedere dropping on by to say hi as well. We got Mitchie Dies a lot. Thank you. And Shizno Elite. Thank you for dropping on in here. He said that he never will delete Code Vein out of his hard drive. That's yeah, how much he likes like Code it? Vein. So, wow. yeah, he likes it. Oh, and Farquaad's here, too. And Jay Rembert's here as well. Jeez, we got everybody. Dark Zone, 2525. What's going on? Hey, everybody jumping in here right now. That's awesome to see you all. Thank you all for coming in and, and seeing me and Mav do our Thursday thing. Um, all right, so we just got done with Bandai Namco leaks and hack. Um Let's go here, Mav. Let's let, let's let's talk. We got a lot of PlayStation news this week, uh, a lot. So we might as well start covering a little bit here. So let's start with PlayStation, and um, let's see if I can find it again. I put it all in here, but uh, of course my computer just went to mess all that up. Let's start with the PS Plus Extra and Premium July lineup. Oh yeah, this pretty week. good. Not not too not too shabby. It's not like amazing but it's pretty 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 good pretty damn good man yeah. pretty damn good i mean again this is what we talked about right Beth? yeah um when they first announced it right and we said look this isn't the final form right we have to wait and see what kind of deals they start cutting with third parties since they're not going to drop their first parties day and date right so we got to kind of see how this is going to work out and I think that you and I are both on the same page. We said, look, PlayStation isn't going to sit back and let this thing rot like right. they did with PS Now, right? They're going to put their they're going to put a foot forward. Now, whether or not you agree it's their best foot forward, hey, that's up for debate and it's a fair question. But right now, with where they're at with their services, right, they are showing signs that they are going to invest and make this at least interesting from month to month for their subscribers and for new people who may be thinking about coming in. So it, it dropped in shout out to Wario again, uh, another great guy who uh, or 
great person who uh, gathers all this information and puts it out in easy, digestible form. So he put out a tweet, PS Plus Extra and Premium July lineup, the extra list. Um, and again, that's the middle tier, right, Mav? That's the middle one. Um, it's not the basic yeah, one. The extra the one, one has almost everything, though. Like, the, to be honest with you, like, what I learned from getting it, like the, the premium whole thing, is really, unless you just really want to play some, like, PS1 games that don't necessarily hold up very well, you know? Um, yeah. It's not a big reason to go with premium instead of extra. Right, because right. Like, there's a lot of PS3 games, but those are only playable via the cloud. Right. Um, and there's very limited PS2 and PS1 games right now. So, um, and even with this update, Pong, like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going into extra, but not a lot going separating extra from premium. So premium seems to be something still to me that hasn't proved its value yet. Right. Um, right. Where... Uh, extra is doing pretty damn good right now yeah it is so and obviously you get all the same stuff in extra that you're at the premium yeah level it's just extra. the extra so, few dollars a month is not worth it in my opinion right now it. right 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 so for extra you're getting stray which is day, day and date yep. brand new uh and again obviously i think most people now know what stray is it's the cat game uh i'm interested in it cat cyberpunk world a dystopian future with robots as people, AI, um, and you're a cat supposedly running missions or things like that, uh, doing puzzles. Look, love the look of this game. Uh, the fact that they're putting in a day and date again shows that they're trying. Like they they mm -hmm. are going to start cutting these deals. So I was happy to see Stray show up in there. Um, then you got Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Uh, awesome again for anybody who hasn't played it yet anybody who hasn't bought it it's value it's there again if i was picking up a ps5 tomorrow I'd be a happy camper right i'd be signing up for extra this is fantastic marvel's avengers coming on in there again it's been on game pass you know it is it's it's marvel's avengers some people really love it never hit um but it's there it's available um assassin's creed games are all dropping and this is another part that we'll talk about man mm -hmm. that they kind of uh, confirmed how many ubisoft games are going to be in by the end of the year but this is going to be a big assassin's creed drop this time around you're getting uh unity black flag rogue remastered uh freedom cry and the ezio collection um all in there uh for the extra level so again old games we used to hear about old games. Why do you buy a new system to play old games? Who cares about old games? Well, guess what? Everybody's excited now to play old games again. We knew this was going to happen, yeah. too. The minute service came out, hey, subscription service is the greatest thing since sliced bread, right, Mav? That's where we're at now on both sides, right? So, hey, it's all, it's all gravy Everybody now. Everybody can finally agree, right? Yeah. I don't see yeah. many people hating on subscription services right now. It's weird. <laughs> Exactly. And then you get Saints Row 4, both re-elected and Gat of Hell, right? Get out of hell, excuse me. Uh, get out of hell. You get both of them in there, the PS4 versions, obviously. Um, so you get those in there, not the remastered version, uh, but uh, still very cool. Uh, so that's awesome. Ice Age, Jumanji, Paw Patrol on a roll, Ready Set Heroes is coming. Um, and those are all PS4 uh, games except for, uh, oh, you're also getting, why was that one not showing up in here? Oh, he just missed it. Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition. I don't know what that is, but it's a PS5 game. 
So that is also dropping in there as well. Um, and then for the premium, like Mav was just talking about, they're only adding two additional games, uh, both of them PSP games. No more heroes allowed in Local Roco uh, Midnight Carnival. I really kind of like the Local Rocos; they were fun for a while. Um, I don't think I ever played No More he- or No Heroes Allowed, but so you get two extra PSP games for joining the premium service. Like Mav said, is that worth it? That'd be on a case by case basis based upon the person. Like if they were really looking forward to it, right? Something I mean, specific, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just the premium tier right now is very lackluster. Like with, with the difference between extra and, and premium, extra is good. I think like there's enough value there that I could see like people signing up for it, especially if you've missed out on the ecosystem for a while and you're trying to play catch up. There's a lot of stuff in there. And July's update also gives you more right with uh and even day and date like stray so even stray alone is enough reason for me to subscribe for that month you know what i mean because it's like i think it's like a 30 dollar game so you're getting that it pays for itself twice over yeah that's that's what i need to see out of a subscription service uh to make me stay uh subscribed because that's a game i had considered actually buying before right so now hey guess what i get to play in the service and if it ever leaves so be it i'll be happy because i'll have already played it at by that point you know what i mean and if if i decide i want to keep it you can get it you can buy it so um i think extra has good value there right now it's nowhere still nowhere near game pass value right it's like another another stratosphere just because of the amount of day and date stuff that comes to game pass however this is this is a good first step and it's still i feel like the value is enough to subscribe if if there's things there that you're looking for uh with yeah. extra premium yeah no yeah no it doesn't look that way um and then they also added on there mav uh they kind of had an additional hey by the way over 50 ubisoft titles will be included yeah uh to ps plus premium and extra by the end of the year right so we saw the big drop in this month of assassin's creed but they said over 50 more titles showing up. And the reason why I bring that up, Mav, is because we have not heard about the Ubisoft Plus on Xbox outside of the initial announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had some games drop in there, um, right? Obviously, Origins dropped in there, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, and then what else? Why, why am I Just recently, right they added Far Cry 5 and Far Cry 5. Uh, something yes. else. Uh, that yes. was even after the last announcement that they made. So, yep. Yep. Um, um, oh, and For Honor. For Honor with yeah. the DLC also dropped in there. So we got that initial announcement for Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, they drop more, they're dropping more information for PlayStation right now. We haven't gotten the follow-up. They said, stay tuned for more. And we still haven't gotten more, Mav. But I think, I think, why I'm, why I'm bringing this up is I think, and I want to get your thoughts, is that we're getting kind of a preview with the stuff that's dropping into PlayStation Plus Premium and Extra for yeah. from Ubisoft, kind of what this vault system is going to kind of look like once it hits Xbox. Now, it could be that Xbox is cutting a completely different deal, right? We've talked about that. It's potential that Xbox is going to go big here and get Ubisoft Plus, like the big boy with all the day and date stuff, with all the DLC for either a, you know, a small fee uh, on top of your ultimate to add to it, we hope, or maybe 
long shot that it's included in ultimate, right? We think that, but the vault kind of situation uh, that maybe the game pass, regular game pass subscribers will have access to maybe not the, the ultimate might get more, but uh, I think this is kind of showing us the way uh, that Ubisoft has got all their older titles ready to drop 50 plus titles for um, Sony by the end of the year. What do you think, brother? Yeah, I think the reason we're seeing so much with Ubisoft and PlayStation right now is because that's one of their biggest selling points for, for PS Plus right now. Um, and Xbox has so many other different things, the random stuff that they're doing. They're not just relying as much on one partner publisher, right? And, you know, the, I think it's just a, a marketing thing because you're seeing a lot of these games announced of coming to their service that's already been in Game Pass, right? So for Xbox, it doesn't do much to say, hey, we're adding all of these other Ubisoft games and this vault catalog stuff because they've a lot of them have already been there. You know what I mean? And this is important for them for PlayStation right now. They're trying to add value and promote the value of that property. Or I mean, of that plan, the subscription plan. And to do that, they need to have something very forth show forward showing. And I think mm -hmm. that's where the Ubisoft classics thing is coming in where we've actually seen, you know, on Xbox, them releasing, just as many Ubisoft games uh, recent and recent um, recently without any kind of big, like we have this many games coming by the end of the year. Right. I think I wouldn't be surprised me if we're going to have the same thing on Xbox as, as we're getting on PlayStation with the uh, amount of games. Now uh, this is a big amount at once though for PlayStation, but they're also catching up with their library. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So correct. Um, it yep. wouldn't surprise me if they didn't fork over a larger check right now to help get stuff in that library because uh, right now it's, it's full with mostly older things and they're trying to do things with marketing and promote some excitement about the plan. Now um, the reason I don't think we've heard anything yet. And I was, was hoping we would have heard stuff at the, you know, showcases and stuff around E3 time, non E3 time, whatever it was called. Um, but when it was announced later that, Ubisoft wasn't going to be there and then Ubisoft was going to be at Gamescom. And, you know, we've had some, uh, we had a skull and bones showcase recently to figure out information with pre-order. Now, you know, we found out that's 70 bucks. I think at Gamescom or shortly after, they're probably going to reveal more about Ubisoft plus coming yeah. to console. And it'll be kind of an announcement like Ubisoft plus coming to console and they'll showcase avatar. They'll showcase more skull and bones and yep. maybe something else. And now that we know that their games are going to be $70. Yep. Um, that's going to be probably a promotion point for them to really push Ubisoft plus finally making its way to consoles, right here, spend $140 on these standard editions or pay $15 or $18. If they release even the tier above that on consoles and get all of the ultimate type editions or the gold, gold editions yep. or whatever they're called with all the DLC and uh, get it on not only PC now, get it on console as well. Coming this fall with the launch of blah, blah, blah game, right? And that's what I could foresee them doing. And it wouldn't make sense because if you're looking at Ubisoft, okay, they're going to release a subscription service without a big new game to push it, right? So I think they're waiting for those big new games to push that service on the console so they can get a lot of subscriptions all at once. And uh, the question is, is, you know, what it will look like for those back catalogs, one, because we are they going to divvy them up opposite back and forth? I think if you're Ubisoft Plus, you're going to get everything regardless, right? 
Yeah. Um, right. And then some right. of them will be just in Game Pass. Some of them will be in PlayStation Plus, right? With the like a, a vault catalog, kind of like what the bottom tier Ubisoft, uh, you you uh, what was it? UB Connect or something like that is what it used to be called. Yeah. Um, that bottom tier, whatever, would be kind of like included with each service. Maybe they'll, they kind of like vault stuff and take stuff out and in and out. I don't know exactly how they'll do that, but I, I would foresee potentially with both services potentially getting a discount if you're a premium yes. or a ultimate subscriber. That would add value both to ultimate and also to, to PlayStation Plus premium. And uh, they don't need to include it. Like I've, I've said from the start, I don't see them like doing the whole shebang within Game Pass because... I mean, that's just you got a $15 service and you're trying to fit it within another $15 service. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I think that maybe a substantial discount or, or at least a decent, decent discount or something like if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you get three months, a uh, three month trial for like a dollar or something like one of those Game Pass perks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've seen that with uh, other things like Discord Nitro and and, and stuff like that. So. Um, I could foresee some kind of there's some kind of deal going on. They're probably working out some of the final details, but I would imagine within the next couple months and maybe at Gamescom, we'll we'll get that announcement. At least that, that's what I'm hoping for. I like what he's throwing down, and I, I, I hope that's the case uh, because we do need to hear something again. When they first announced it for Xbox, they said, you know, shortly. I, I don't even did they even use it, the term summer in, in that release? No, I can't remember. They said later. No, uh, later. Okay. All right. Well, it's got to show at some point, like you said, Matt, but maybe they are working out the details. Like Shane yeah. said, you know, I, I want Ubisoft Plus for $9.99 a month. Anywhere between five and 10 bucks a month, a small price break, I'll be happy. I will do it in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if it's all the DLC. If we get in the same benefits as the Ubisoft Plus on PC, I'm all in, okay, for five to 10 bucks. 10 bucks is my, they come out and give me three months for a dollar. Sure, I'll try it. Will I keep it at $15? No, I'll probably wait until there's a game I really want to play and then pick it up and then drop it, right? I'll be that month-to-month guy like Netflix. Um, and I I think that that's the problem because if they drop it in to Xbox at 15 bucks, and I know that it's not a fair comparison, but the comparisons will happen anyways. If somebody's paying 15 bucks for Ultimate and they look over at Ubisoft Plus and they talk about doubling their monthly cost just for Ubisoft games, which aren't as plentiful as what we've been getting in Game Pass, it's always going to be a tougher sell at the same Mm -hmm. price point. So that's why I think we'll get some kind of break. Um, And then, like I said, long shot, they work out a deal, they figure out a cut of the DLC in favor of Ubisoft because Microsoft doesn't care, right? They can show all the numbers to Ubisoft about what EA has been making out of this deal with EA being in, you know, being in the service included. Maybe they can convince Ubisoft that it'll be worth their time. Maybe they can give them a big enough break on the percentages on the back end. Maybe let them keep all the profits from the DLC because that would still be a huge win on Microsoft's point, right? Uh, for every new subscriber that signs up on their ultimate after they introduce it, maybe they give Ubisoft you know, a dollar out of every new subscriber, right? Whatever the case may be. But however they work it, I think there's still a long shot, an outside chance that we do see it included in Ultimate um, as a massive deal for Game Pass, right? That, that would be huge. We just got the Riot Games announcement for PC side of things for Game Pass on PC. 
getting Xbox or getting Ubisoft uh, Plus into Ultimate for no additional charge would be monstrous, man. Yeah, uh, that, going that would the be insane. Season. I mean, if yes. that happened, that would just be like, what? Right. You know, like, right. like drop a hammer, you know. <laughs> right. Like, um, I, I don't foresee it, but like, that would no, be crazy. No. No, I don't. And Def Leppard, you said Sony probably dropped the bag of money to screw Xbox. Uh-uh. Ubisoft doesn't play that way, right? Ubisoft is Ubisoft. Ubisoft wants to. No, they want to play. They want. They want to be friends with everybody. They're going to play all the fields, right? And they're going to make it work. And I don't think that there's enough money from Sony to make them screw over Xbox because Xbox, the way they've been showing and the, how much momentum they have and how much market share they've been gaining, Ubisoft knows better. They're not going to bite that hand that could feed them. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's why you see stuff like For Honor with DLC coming into Game Pass, but that has not been announced over on Sony's side yet, right? They said now that could be announced later this year that maybe they get For Honor, but that hasn't been, I don't think is one of the ones that, that have been dropped over there yet. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think that's been announced yet, but we got the DLC on our side. Right. So I think they are going to play both sides. Like Mav said, they could have a rotating kind of formula with some of their games where, you know, whatever it is quarterly, they rotate some of them out of Sony and they move them into Xbox and vice versa. That certainly could happen. Or, they could just have an established vault with a certain set of games that does go to everybody who includes their service on their ecosystem. Um, I just don't think that Ubisoft would take any money to screw over Xbox at this point. There's no way. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be great no matter what, Mav. I just want to get the details, right? We've been getting all these details um, and we just haven't gotten any on Xbox side. So shout out to Steel Rain, brother. Awesome to see you. Um, and of course, dropping in here. And I miss you, man. Um, and of course, we've got uh, who else dropped in here? I saw a couple other people dropped in here. Uh, KY Bob dropped in here, member for 14 months. 14 Sup, guys. Months. Sup, guys. Wow, has it really been 13 months? No, it's been 14 months, KY. It's been 14. That's why it says member for 14 months. Shout out to you, brother. Always good to see you. And of course, Lore Master Jasper. Also, member for 14 months, Power Wash Simulator is published by Square. Is it really? Is it really? I did not. Actually, guys, it's published by Square. You know, he did the actually on the other side when I was typing that out. (laughs) That's interesting. I did not know that. In fact, I I had no idea. Huh. Interesting. Draw TJ. Shout out to you, brother, for dropping in here and always coming through uh, with a generous super chat. Five dollars. Do you think we get the full version of Ubisoft Plus and Game Pass? I'd be willing to pay five dollars more a month. That's what we just got done talking about, John. Um, that's what exactly I said between five and ten. I'm in fifteen. I'll probably be month to month when a game comes out that I want. And I think there's an outside chance that Microsoft does the unthinkable and cut, cuts a ridiculous deal with Ubisoft and gets it all included in Ultimate for no cost. Mav, are you on board? You, you think that's going to have some kind of cost, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't foresee it just being all rolled in. Right. So. <laughs> Doom Reaper, shout out to you, brother, for dropping in here. Coming in messy. Square finally had a hit. Wow. Wow. Power, are you calling Power Washer a hit for Square? Really? Okay. All right. <laughs> Mass Hole, 1977. I saw you earlier too, man. Sorry, I didn't uh, get you. I totally forgot you had dropped in here. Great to see you. And Sin is also in the chat as well. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Sim. we were just talking about that. He had asked what happened with Ubisoft plus on Xbox. It's coming. It's coming. Like Mav said, Gamescom could be where they kind of roll yeah. it out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye open for it because it's got to hit at some point, uh, you know, late summer before the holidays. I mean, we got to hear about it because it's going to be a big, massive draw um, in addition to Game Pass. Um, and right now, Sony's getting all the kind of the coverage because they keep announcing stuff with Ubisoft. Uh, but as we all know, anybody who's been subscribed to Game Pass, we've had Ubisoft titles in Game Pass a lot. So we've got some right now, right? So it's it seems like that's just getting all the hype. Like Mav said, Sony's kind of doing this right now because they're pushing their brand new service. So they probably are getting you know some of this marketing out there. Um, but eventually, eventually Ubisoft Plus is going to be announced for all the consoles, and, and that's going to include, obviously, Xbox, and then we'll finally get details on what kind of deal um, we get from them. <clears throat> so, um, we crushed that one, Mav. Let's break up the PlayStation news a little bit so we're not so blue-heavy um, <clears throat> all the way straight through, because we do have a couple other things. Mav, Netflix, Microsoft, huge. Huge. <laughs> huge huge yeah we'll huge. see we'll see well look well look chaosante's yeah. in the chat and chaosante was on boom show yeah. and boom obviously covered this um now mav and i have read multiple articles and i was really interested i meant to hit hit up chaosante in the dms because i was going to ask him a few more of his thoughts as well on this deal um but i did not because i was got busy at work but anyways this to me, and I was in the and Mav and I were writing the DMs as soon as this hit, whatever else the case may be, because it is Satya. Again, we can't we can't downplay that it was Satya of all people, Mav, who put this out. Now, Satya usually comes out on Twitter with the big deals, right? So now what this leads to is the big question. So for anybody who does not know, Satya Nadella on uh, the 13th yesterday came out and posted on Twitter, we're thrilled Netflix has selected Microsoft as its advertising technology and sales partner. We want publishers to have more long-term viable ad monetization platforms so more people can access the content they love wherever they are. Okay, and then there was, then of course, Microsoft had a blog post concerning it. Um, real quick, uh, let's see here. Uh, we are thrilled to be named Netflix's technology and sales partner to help power their first ad supported subscription offering. Now for anybody who has been out of the loop with Netflix for a while, they've been, I guess I could say hemorrhaging, uh, they've been hemorrhaging subscribers. Okay. Uh, stock has been dropping. Um, they've been trying to figure out what they're going to do. Okay. Um, so they've decided they've come up with a plan that they're going to offer an ad supported subscription, right. Uh, yeah. to try to bolster numbers, right. To get more subscribers back in again. Um, and so they've chosen Microsoft to kind of lead that new service, uh, on the advertising side of thing. Right. Um, so Microsoft continues on their blog post at launch. Consumers will have more options to access Netflix's award-winning content, Marketers looking to Microsoft for their ad advertising needs will have access to Netflix audience and premium connected TV inventory. All ads served on Netflix will be exclusively available through the Microsoft platform. 
Today's announcement also endorses Microsoft's approach to privacy, which is built on protecting customers' information. We just got done talking about the hack with uh, Bandai Namco. This is a big day for Netflix and Microsoft. We're excited to offer new premium value to our ecosystem of marketers and partners while helping Netflix deliver more choice to their customers. Here's what Netflix's COO, Greg Peters, said. In April, we announced that we will introduce a new lower-priced ad-supported subscription plan for consumers, in addition to our existing ads-free basic, standard, and premium plans. Today, we are pleased to announce that we have selected Microsoft as our global advertising technology and sales partner. Microsoft has proven the ability to support all of our advertising needs as we together build a new ad-supported offering. More importantly, Microsoft offered the flexibility to innovate over time on both the technology and sales side, as well as a strong privacy protections for our members. In its very early days, uh, it's very early days, and that's not very well said, but anyway, it's very early days. We have much to work through, but our long-term goal is clear, more choice, for consumers and a premium better than linear TV brand experience for advertisers. We're excited to work with Microsoft as we bring this new service to life. Now, for anybody who does not know, uh, Netflix is hosted, all of their all of their stuff is hosted on AWS, which is of course Amazon's cloud um, and main competitor to Microsoft, right? So. Math, when you hear this, now we talked a little bit about this, so we're both on the same wavelength here. Obviously, this is not Microsoft taking over, you know, taking the reins from AWS and Netflix is transferring all their services over to um, the Azure servers, right? That's not what this is. Microsoft is going to handle bringing advertising partners and that side of things into this new ad supported uh, service. But to you, Math, when you hear about this, this is still a big deal. Satya does not tweet out small deals, okay? <laughs> That's not how this works. Yeah. Satya is tweeting it. It's a big deal. Netflix is still gigantic, even if they are having some issues right now. What does this say to you, Matt? Where does this go? Read the crystal ball, maybe a little speculation town, but what, what does it say to you? It means Netflix is doing business with Microsoft is what <laughs> it means. I mean, they, they're, they're doing business with ads right now. Like Google used to do this with Netflix, right? Amazon hosts the uh, service, basically, like uh, that it runs on. And then Google used to sell the ads for them and everything. And now Microsoft has, which has an ad department, basically a whole ad division. It's a small part part of uh, Microsoft. I think it's like 6% I, I saw um, as part of them. This is like a big deal for that division of Microsoft, right? It's going to help them grow. Now, could this lead to other things potentially if Netflix and them are really happy with Microsoft and how they're working together? Yeah. It could potentially lead to future things with Netflix, but as of right now, what it is, I think it's just with the ads, you know what I mean? I've seen a lot of stuff about they're like, yeah, Microsoft and Netflix is going to be amazing for gaming and stuff. And I, I don't really see anything there yet, like at all. You know, I, I see that, it's cool that Microsoft has an ad division and is working with Netflix, but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Xbox right now. You know what I mean? doesn't necessarily have anything to do with gaming. Um, it has purely to do with ad sales 
and ho and uh, who's do doing the ads and stuff and um, coming and getting the partnerships with the ads and all this kind of stuff. And um, I don't really 100% understand how a lot of this business works, but I do know that Google used to do this for them, even though it was still hosted by Amazon, right? So the, it's the Google part that's being replaced by Microsoft, not the Amazon part, right? So that's uh, that's where this falls in, and I, I don't really for me. I think it's a big it's a big deal in business, right? And like I saw a lot. There's a reason there's a lot of articles about it, right? It's a it's a big deal in business because Netflix. I mean, how many millions of people watch Netflix every single day, right? So if you're if you're a big if you're trying to grow your like advertising branch for your company, getting a deal with Netflix is a is a massive thing, right? And I think that's why this is such a such a big deal right now. And it could lead to new things. It could lead to more things, but as of right now, it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, no, and I, and I agree that obviously that this is just a you know again, it's got nothing to do with the Xbox. It's got nothing to do with Netflix gaming. It's got nothing to do with anything other than the ad supported service that they're coming out with. And obviously, it's still like you said, Mav. Business wise, this is a huge deal. And again, for me reading the crystal ball going to speculation town anybody who's listened to me on multiple different shows talk about the future and what xbox microsoft i should say at this point sees for the future when satya talks about the metaverse right everybody's got a different idea of what the metaverse yeah. is there's no one definition but i think in my humble opinion and i know nothing i don't run a two trillion dollar company okay don't i no i don't surprisingly <laughs> enough guys i don't Listen, just from the, the just just from the just from a very very naive kind of eye to all of this, but somebody who does have an interest in business side of things, who has been watching this industry for a very long time, not just from a gaming standpoint, but from a business side of things, I think that Microsoft sees the day where Azure hosts all of your entertainment content, no matter where you bought it. Mm -hmm. again i've said this many times they want to own the kingdom map now there's going to be smaller kingdoms within there sony nintendo all these different little kingdoms but you're going to access all your entertainment content through one portal and the key holder is going to be microsoft that's where they're going that's where they're, that's what they're trying to do that's why they're promoting that, that universal storefront right. stuff with like right you know that's why they're uh, no fees cutting, and all this stuff yes yeah. cutting the fees they are trying to entice as many people. So what do you start seeing? Strategic partnerships. So this is great from a business side of things mm -hmm. from for Netflix standpoint. And obviously for Microsoft, taking away a Google customer is always a good thing, especially a Google customer the size of Netflix on the advertising side. That's huge, right? That shows that now Microsoft has a place in the advertising world as well. Which again, when you think of advertising, you think of Google because Google had control for so long. Now that we got Microsoft in the game and they've got their Azure servers and they're proving points all in all different types of industries, that's when you see these strategic partnerships start to happen. So what does this do? Netflix is Netflix in a lot of ways because of Xbox. For people who don't remember, again, Netflix was, hey, you send me a DVD through the mail. It was Microsoft and Xbox who went to Netflix and convinced them to start streaming movies, mostly B-title movies, onto Xbox. This was a Xbox 360 service. And from there, 
Netflix saw the potential and said, hey, well, that's freaking fantastic. Let's get the streaming stuff going. Let's change our entire model and let's start going digital and let's start streaming to everybody's home. And here now we have the juggernaut that is Netflix. So again, to see this partnership kind of reformed, this is strategic for me. This is getting back in to bed with Netflix. And who knows if you do a great job helping them with this ad supported subscription Mm -hmm. and who's better at subscription models than Microsoft right now, nobody. They're the kings of subscription services. So if they can help them with this ad-supported subscription, all of a sudden Netflix gets back to gaining subscribers again and starts growing again. I think they capped out at like 200 million. Somebody in chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 200 million was their cap. Um, If they can start growing again, all of a sudden Microsoft is a part of their success again. And all of a sudden now, let's say the next contract comes up for those AWS servers. And all of a sudden you got Microsoft over here who you're already doing business with. And they got the Azure servers who are basically 1B to the AWS 1A right now. And all of a sudden Microsoft is like, yeah, you know all those fees you pay to Amazon? Shit. We're good friends, Netflix. We're good friends. Bring, Bring them on over. Look, we got you. We got you. We got these Azure. You know what we got over here. Let's bring it on over. And all of a sudden, that deal, five years, 10 years, whatever the contract is down the road comes up, all of a sudden, Netflix is announcing that they're moving their entire subscription service over to Azure servers. Look, then you start to see that formation of that kingdom. That's what I'm talking about. Um, That's why I think this is a great move. Again, it is a big deal. Satya would not be tweeting a small deal. This is a big deal. This is a big deal for both companies. Um, I'm excited about it, but that's where I thought first. I was like, Ah, yep, Satya's moving. We're going to start seeing these small little deals with all over the place. The more of these deals they can make, the more friends that they have, the more they can entice them, like you said, Mav, with all this new business model that they're going for, this new storefront model with you know no fees in some cases, uh, giving it all back to, to the people. They just want to host everything. Yeah, because the money's still there when you host everything. Trust me, they're still making all their money off. They're making a tiny bit off of everything, then like yep. a good portion off of a sec at the sliver of it. Right. Um. Right. One one note I want to add about yeah. Netflix. Um. Just this is kind of like on a side thing. Um, but you know they were hemorrhaging a lot of subscribers for a while, and something happened just recently is they actually had a big boon of subscribers come back because of Stranger Things. Right. It just kind of like proves, you know, I would say Netflix has been kind of down on content for a while, you know, uh, as far as like big, good quality uh, shows coming. And there's been a few here and there, but it, it kind of shows that the power of a good property and a subscription service that you can't get anywhere else. Right. Because it's been a, it was a couple, it was like two years maybe since season three, I think. And now season four hit and all of a sudden you get a lot of subscribers start coming back. You know what I mean? So um, it's content's king with these subscription services, 100%. And I think Xbox, people don't see it right now, but with that wave of avalanche of content is going to cause a wave of subscriptions like we've never seen before. And any subscription service uh, in gaming, uh, for sure. So... Yeah. Um it's it's kind of a big deal. Um it is. 
It is. It's going to be a big deal. And country gentlemen, you're not wrong. When Satya tweets, anything Satya tweets is for stockholders. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything Satya tweets is it, it's, it's in a yeah. public announcement for stockholders. You're absolutely correct. But that's why I said, it's not a small deal. Cause you don't see Satya yeah. announcing little small it, deals. It's, it's a only big, the big business move yeah. for Microsoft. Yes. It just yes. doesn't right now. It just doesn't have anything to do with gaming, even though, no. you know, like we, Netflix is going into gaming now. So, you know, like everybody's like, you know, you kind of see those things, but like, and Microsoft does have a big ad division and this is what's pushing that right now. That being said, it could grow to more things. Um, we have a couple super chats I want to get to Pong. Uh, did you Hit get him. the John TJ one earlier? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so was it um, the Ubisoft? Yeah. 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 That's right. Um, and yeah. Shane hit us with a $2 super chat. Uh, he says, sucks how quiet Xbox is. I get it. Any deal done, but sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We'd like to be talking uh, Xbox news all the time. That's yeah. For sure. Shane. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe we'll get some soon. Uh, they have don't have a lot coming in the next couple months, but I think the October time there'll be a lot of good xbox stuff coming and then uh leading up into the february january you know march the, that time period it's going to be a very exciting time um john tj hit us with another ten dollar super chat thank you john tj appreciate thank you, you he says if i'm microsoft next year rolling ubisoft plus full version and netflix <laughs> and game pass ultimate and get full <laughs> ea play pro for thirty dollars a month and go buy all of wb <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty awesome, man. You know, I if 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 you could have Microsoft just be like, okay, we got all all you could need for TV, all of you could need for gaming, all you could need for everything, and you pay, I would pay like fucking fifty dollars a month for that. I don't know because it saved me money, you know. Right. Like, but they're not right. there yet with all that stuff. But maybe eventually, me and Pong have talked about this a lot about the future of Microsoft, maybe not just be within gaming subscriptions, could potentially go into some other things in the future. Um, and who knows, maybe this whole advertising thing is a test for them. Maybe see like how money works out with all that and maybe they'll yeah. do their own thing in the future. Who knows exactly what, it, what it's going to be, but um, deals are being made across the board in the industry right now. And the landscape is changing. That's for sure. Um, that is for sure. 100 Okay, more. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, listen, it's Timmy. Thanks for dropping in here. Splendiferous, brother. You know what it is. Thanks for always dropping on in here, sir. Great to see you. I hope you're not driving as always. I'm sure you probably are, but I hope you're not. Uh, country gentlemen, great to see you, sir. And of course, the one, the only, spooky, the breathtaking gamer formerly known as Spooky Sprocket. Great to see you, sir. Uh, awesome to have you in here, brother. Had a great time on your show. Uh, I'm going to be on uh, it on Saturday. I know you're doing I know you're doing that on Saturday. It's going to be awesome, man. Um, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to hear you talk. Oh, Spooky thanks, Sprocket. man. I know. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that is the Netflix deal. So let's get back to a little uh, blue news here, a little PlayStation, a little blues clues. You want to talk here. about the stars? Yeah, let's talk about the stars aligning. Stars. Yeah. Look, let's start here. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, PlayStation for a long time had rewards. This is not the first time. Okay. So for the intellectually dishonest people or just the willfully ignorant people who may be too young to know this about PlayStation. Microsoft didn't create rewards, okay? They might have perfected it. They might have given it a ridiculous... They've changed it a lot over the years, They've changed it a lot, and yeah. it's it's become a very 
it's just become an awesome benefit if you take advantage of it, right? It's an option. And, but, you know, some people don't think it's worth it for, you know, to, to earn five, 10 bucks a month. Um, for me, I do. I think it's fun. Um, I don't usually, you know, are there times where I just don't do it? Cause I'm like, ah, shit, I don't want to deal with it right now. But for the most part, do I always hit between five and $10 per month? Easy. Yeah, I do. And for a budget gamer, it's worthwhile. But again, Sony's been around with the rewards. Now the rewards have never been robust. Uh, many times it's been kind of crappy. Um, you know, a lot of it went to their credit card. You had to sign up for the PlayStation credit card to get a decent percentage back on your purchases and all that kind of stuff. But hey, they're trying to change. And man, why are they trying to change, brother? Why could this possibly be? Could it have something to do with competition, brother? Maybe. Could it, could it have? Could 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 their subscription service, the you know the the the, the service itself, the ecosystem that they now have come out with that they said was unsustainable um, at one point. And now they have their own subscription service. Now, not doing the same, but then all of a sudden now they've got a rewards program map that seems on paper to be very similar to game uh, to, to Microsoft's game rewards, right? Monthly rewards with some additional stuff that seems kind of cool that I'm like, hey, Microsoft, are you listening? Are you watching? But could all of this be due to that favorite word of ours, Mav, which is competition? It yeah. brings out the best in these companies. Sony, for an entire generation, had zero competition from their main, what they consider their main competitor in Xbox. They had zero competition. That wasn't to say that, that obviously Xbox was dead, but in Sony's eyes, they did not have yeah. to do anything to push themselves. Nothing. They just had to do what they always do, and they were successful at it, which shout out to them. But today, now, today, we get PlayStation Stars. Now, some people were freaking out because they thought All-Stars Brawl was coming back again. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, I thought this was All-Stars Brawl. No, so they've got a new loyalty program coming for PlayStation users. Free to join, get rewards by compete, completing campaigns, activities, trophies, etc. Hmm, I've heard that somewhere before. Loyalty points can be redeemed for PlayStation wallet funds, for example, launching later this year. And then they're also introducing digital collectibles. Now, a lot of people freaked out because the minute you hear... Yeah. The minute you hear digital collectibles nowadays, it's NFTs. But listen, they came out and confirmed, no, 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 no. Nobody will be selling and trading these, okay? These are just simple little rewards that you get. You're going to be able to get little statues and stuff. They're talking about having, like, the first person to platinum a brand-new big game in a certain time zone will get a special reward, like like a trophy or something, something to showcase. Um so we don't have the full details on how all of this is going to work, but they did announce the stars today. Mav, what were your impressions when you first heard about this today? Pretty cool. I, I mean, it, I think it's about time. I mean, they, you know, I, they, yeah, like you say, they have had stuff before, but they haven't had anything decent with any kind of rewards program in a long time. And it was something that was missing as like Nintendo even has, you know, like you get points when you buy games, you know what I mean? And, um, it, it was something like, why don't they have that? You know, for a long, for a, for a while, I'm just like, where, where is it? Because 
it just makes sense to tie. You have trophies, you have all these things you could do. Like, why not give back to your customers? And this is one of the big complaints that I've had over the, over them for a while. Not, not that specifically, but just like doing things for the customers, for your fans, for your, you know, adding more value, finding more ways of getting engaged. It's like, it's crazy, man. It's like they learn, keep as much as everybody said that, you know, they're going to do what they do. And there's, you know, it's all about, $70 games and quality and, and all this stuff. They Man, they, they keep doing a lot of things that Xbox has been doing for a while now. It's weird. You know, like, I, I don't really know why they would do some of these things if they don't work. But they but they do. You know, they do. Like, the subscription service is working. You know? And they're, they're promoting it. They're getting people that are going to be subscribing to that just for these certain games, right? Um, people are going to be, they're going to double down on it over time. Uh, they've announced the more live service games coming from their first party. They've announced more multiplayer focus coming. They've announced all these things. It just sounds a damn lot like Microsoft. And it makes you wonder, like, if everything was so perfect, everything was going so well, and everything was so fine, why the hell do they need to make so many changes this generation? Right? Could they just, like, stay the same? I, I think what they tried to do for a long time is they tried to be, like, that the PlayStation's version of Nintendo, right? The hardcore gamer, like the more adult gamers version of Nintendo. And they, and they had that work in last gen because Xbox just wasn't putting out the competition, right? Um, Xbox doubled down and they like came out like, okay, we're not only going to give quality, we're going to give extra value. Some of that, none of these other companies have ever seen before, right? Stuff that gamers haven't really seen before. We're going to really push value, and then we're going to double down on the value by adding content and going and acquiring all these things and doubling down on studios and all this stuff. And we have the best rewards program in gaming. We have the best subscription service in gaming. We have, we're going to get some of the best studios in gaming. They've been doing all of those things. Well, PlayStation was like, we're going to make great quality games and that's going to be fine. That's all we got to do. Then all of a sudden it's not anymore because now you got to release your games on PC because the because the ecosystem that you've created for yourself is is locked, right? It's capped out. Yep. So if you can't go beyond that ecosystem, what do you got to do? Okay, now we got to do what Microsoft did like seven, ten years ago or whatever and start putting all of our games on PC. Okay, uh, we can't do it day and date yet. One because of the backlash because we've been selling something false to people for 10 years now and they'll they'll hate us for it if we just do it right now so we got to ease them into it plus also we got to get figured out we got to get the studios to make it happen we got to get the infrastructure to make it happen we don't even have a we don't even have a, a storefront on pc what do we do about that you know what i mean like so behind the eight ball on this stuff but you know they get started right well we can't put our, our games day and date into subscription service like microsoft does what do we do like oh we're gonna figure out we'll, we'll, we'll do a subscription service that's uh, at least better than we got now and, and, and build up to it. Like th they're doing all of these things, right? That Xbox got so much criticism for last generation when they started really pushing this stuff to add value. And it's funny that now all these things we've been saying for so long, like, you know, Xbox is on the right track. They're on the right momentum. They like they're, they have figured out something that's going to change gaming. And then what, People said was the tried and traditional true model what was going to be the most popular. Even though it's still popular, it's not doing as well as they hoped. Otherwise, there would be no need for these changes. And they're making the changes. And think 
you for competition coming from Microsoft to PlayStation, to PlayStation to force these changes and add value back to us, the consumer, right? Like you got the PS extra, extra stuff we talked about earlier. That's a good mm-hmm. month, right? Yeah. Uh, with the stuff coming in July. Now you have this loyalty program coming and we're going to be able to play games and earn money to buy things, right? Sounds a lot like Xbox. Freaking awesome. This is all the things that we've been asking for. At least X- Xbox gamers looking at PlayStation have been saying, why don't they have that? Or like, I've been asking for it as a PlayStation gamer, right? But a lot of people are just like trying to fend the box so much that no matter what they do or what they don't have is okay, right? It's about asking for that stuff, and that's because competition lets you see that things can be done a different way. Um, loyalty program is it's a great start. I didn't see when they said it's launching, uh, but I'm curious like how much you're going to be able to earn, how quickly... You know, but it's something that will personally keep me more engaged in the PlayStation ecosystem because I will do stuff to earn those rewards to get the money to buy more games, right? So it's an engagement thing as well. It kind of works both ways. I will, even before bed, I'll just go onto the Microsoft Rewards app and just on the Xbox and do my like little daily things a lot of times. And guess what? I've earned over $15 every month for a long time now. If I didn't want to pay for Game Pass Ultimate, I wouldn't have to. I usually end up spending that money on stupid stuff like cosmetics or DLC or or a game if I build up enough, you know what I mean? Or if it, like when games are dirt cheap and the and the publisher sales, you know, 70 80% off, I get a couple of older games. And uh I, I love it, man. I love I've loved the Microsoft Rewards program for a long time. I'm super happy that PlayStation finally has something that um is coming cuz I think it's it's been needed for a while. Yeah, and who benefits, Mav? We do. We benefit yeah. in this, right? I mean, we talk about this all the time, um, and it's come up again a little bit, but people are used to it now. You know, we started with the $70 games, and then we've got, you know, they're doing it with God of War with, you know, the PS4 version. If you buy the PS4 version, you got to pay 10 bucks to upgrade to the PS5 version. I mean, most people nowadays don't care. They've already gotten used to this. This is how they started, but we talk about that stuff all the time, which isn't, necessarily the most consumer friendly at all right you can call it i again for me it's business if you're a consumer you don't agree with it don't buy it don't pay for it show with your wallet but at the end of the day it's still not front-facing uh a very consumer friendly thing to do but here because like you said mav microsoft and xbox have shown the way they've been trailblazing for a long time And again, a lot of people never respect that trailblazing. They respect it out of certain companies, but then a company like Microsoft and Xbox, and this goes all the way back to the OG Xbox, a a console which I did not own. I played off of of friends and, 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 and that kind of stuff, but they've always been trailblazing a lot in the same way that Sega used to trailblaze, but Nintendo always got credit when Nintendo came through with it later on. Sony's been given that kind of same treatment and it's some of it earned. Again, they've trailblazed in their own ways. They did things, again, when the deal went south with Nintendo, you know, for a disc version of a Nintendo console. Sony didn't pack their, you know, take their ball, go home and cry about it. They said, yeah. screw you. We're going to create our own damn console then. And it's going to be CD-based. And they came out. And guess what? They changed the gaming industry forever. Okay? So Sony has earned some of that. But Xbox has been doing this for a long time. There's a lot of things they've been way ahead of the curve on. Again, had 
all the stuff that was talked about on the Xbox one originally with digital rights and all that kind of stuff. Had that been part of the series X, nobody would have batted an eye. man. Had they come out and said, you can trade your digital games in. We would all been cheering. That was all the plans that they had during the Xbox one generation. But even me, myself back then didn't want to hear it. They were way ahead of the curve, but now, they're hitting that curve just right, man. They planned for this. Everything that they planned out has put them ahead of what formerly was their major competition in Sony and in PlayStation. And now they're playing on a different field. And now who's trying to come over to that field to start playing the game is Sony because they realize, Jim Ryan, and everybody over there realizes that, hey, yeah, this is nice. We got our own field here. It's kind of like Nintendo. Nintendo's got their own field over there, but we're looking around and, you know, 120 million, 140 million cap number for console users. And then we're looking over at Xbox and sure they didn't sell 140 million tickets, but guess what? They now have a stadium that holds 2 billion, 3 billion people. And they're trying to sell 2 billion, 3 billion tickets. Well, we kind of like that. We kind of want some of that over there. And so now they're trying to come play the same game as Xbox. So what do we get? We get a subscription service that yes, does it, is it, is it one for one with game pass? No, but we all, you know, we told you on all these shows that was never going to be one for one out the gate, but are they there with it? Yeah. Does it have some value for their Sony fans? Absolutely. It does. If I had a PlayStation five, I'd be looking at it. And now you see something like rewards and some people can go, Oh, whatever. It's five, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks, whatever. What's that? Bro, it adds up. It mm-hmm. adds up. If you do it, it adds up. And at the end of the day, it's optional. But if you take advantage of it, who's winning? You are. The consumer's winning. You're getting something for basically taking literally two to five minutes out of your day. Two to five minutes out of your day to earn some rewards. And like I said, some of this stuff, Mav. Now, I want Microsoft and Xbox to look over, and we'll see how this all turns out because we don't they said later this year. So we'll have to see how this goes, but some of these digital rewards map map. Do you remember when Xbox and 360 and it first came out with the avatars and the avatars were all the kind of the rage, right? Mm-hmm. And you would earn through certain games. Yeah. Different outfits, helmets, dragons, like Skyrim. If you look you at earn. my avatar now, I yeah. got like an ODST shirt yeah. that I got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I've got a red dead shirt. I've got right now. I think I'm wearing my gears hoodie. I I got my avatars, got my, my gears hoodie and I've got the Skyrim dragon landing on my arm. Right. Look that I want, and we've talked about this. Other people have talked about this as well. I want Microsoft to start looking at Sony now because Mm -hmm. their trophy system in some ways is better than achievements. I still like the achievement sound better. I still like the achievements overall, but their trophy system does have you like some special levels things. to it. I like the little yeah. different levels. I like the PlayStation five takes a screenshot when you pop that instantaneously and you can share it out instantaneously of when it happened during the game. And so if they're bringing these now collectible trophies in Mav, I want Xbox to look and revamp achievements, maybe put an emphasis back into the avatar customization again or come up with something new where you can show it off like if you earn some in-game stuff or give us go back to us winning and earning um some wallpapers right or whatever the case may be i think that would be fantastic now there's still 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 some games that do do that i just found out 
I got a free wallpaper just by accident the other day when I was yeah. going through my wallpapers from Inquisitor from Warhammer. Oh, I got nice. a free wallpaper. Yeah, I was like freaking sweet. So I put that as my my wallpaper in my background on my home screen. It's just small, stupid stuff, right? And it's, at the end of the day, is it like priority number one? No, but it's the entire experience. It's the mm-hmm. quality of life stuff. Um, and again, we as gamers just get the added benefit of this stuff. So yes, this is amazing. This is what we talked about, Mav. The competition is driving Sony to do things differently than they've had to do for a very long time. They're having to think outside of their neat little box that they made for themselves, which is fantastic. Shout out to them again. Respect that hustle. They did it. Okay. They became the Kings. Okay. And so now though, now though, the game's changed. Now they got to move. Now they got to change. And I, and again, I think this is awesome. This is fantastic. Is it the biggest news ever? No, but for the Sony fans who take advantage of this, when they're subscribing to the Sony's subscription service and they find out that, Maybe again, we don't know the details. We don't know how much you're going to be able to earn. We don't know if it's going to be anywhere near what what Microsoft gives you in rewards. But let's say it's close to what Microsoft rewards gives you. If you find out that just by doing some simple stuff, playing games, doing a couple things here and there, some quests, whatever the case may be, that you can earn enough to pay for a portion of your PlayStation premium service or your PlayStation extra service or whatever the heck, man, people are going to start praising it just like they do on the Xbox side, even though the Sony guys all scoff at it. You don't realize it. It's big for a lot of people. There are people in this community who literally pay for their Game Pass subscription every month just through the rewards program. You're getting it free for taking an extra two to five minutes out of your day. It's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. But that's what this does. And I think this is awesome. Uh, I was happy to see this today. Um, you know, obviously it was funny because it was just like I was reading it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys just copied off Xbox over here. But then they had some extra twists in there, too, that I was kind of yeah. surprised about. And I was like, hmm, Microsoft, you need to look at this. This might be kind of cool. You got to do something with this. Um, but yeah, good day overall for gamers in general, especially the Sony side of things. Uh, really awesome. Um, all right, Mav. Do we get any uh, super chats or anything you need to catch up on or anything? No, no. not 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 okay, right now, cool. man. We got um I want to talk about this Assassin's Creed. Yeah, go ahead, point. man. You go know, ahead. What, do you um, want, what do you want? Well, we got talk about? we got a little bit of info uh that has come out, you know, regarding the next need for uh, not need for speed. Sorry. Did I say need for speed or did I say I fuck. I meant to say Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you, you I, I don't know why I said need for speed. Um, I'm, I'm talking about Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, we got a, a little bit of info about Assassin's Creed, and we can segue that into Haven. It'll be a good segue, I think. I was going to do that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, are reading my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So had, there had been some rumors or, or leaks uh, potentially about, um, I think, the location being in, um, was it Baghdad? Or no, the Aztec. It was the rumor was that the next Assassin's Creed game was going to feature Aztecs, right? Um, there was a rumor that was saying the Aztecs right. correct, and then that we had that other one prior to the showcase, if you remember, E three, not E three, that came out that did con- that did say it was going to be in Baghdad, right, in Iraq. Yeah. So then, so, then it's come out that it's going to be in Baghdad, and but also we got some. I'm trying to find this information about possibly the Infinity Assassin's Creed as well. Uh, is there so, some new information on that too as well? Uh, I don't know how new it is, but like this is all put together. Okay. So I may have yeah. missed the Baghdad stuff before. 
Okay. Um, but according to Jason Schreier, the next Assassin's Creed game is Rift, which we did hear about before, um, mm-hmm. which is set in Baghdad. Okay. Um, after that, we'll be in Assassin's Creed Infinity. And while that's going to include a bunch of different games, um, experiences, and biomes, whatever you want to call them, he's heard that the main two... Uh, I've heard about that, about the main two, and neither of them are Aztec. Okay, so what Jason Schreier was saying is that neither of the main two biomes, experiences, or whatever in Infinity are Aztecs, right? But what I'm interested in is this, is because it's saying... That is going to include uh, different games, experiences, and biomes. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, what is what does that mean for Infinity? Like, after that will be Assassin's Creed Infinity. And while that's going to include a bunch of different games, experiences, and biomes. Mm-hmm. So, like, what like, what does that mean that Assassin's Creed Infinity is going to feature a bunch of different games? Is that a mistype or is that like because I I've I, I read that and I'm like, you know, I'm not saying Jason Schreier is the best writer ever. You know what I mean? But like, it's an interesting uh, thing to put in there about Assassin's Creed Infinity. You know, I've got I, I, I've got a theory on Infinity. OK, and my theory would be that if Jason Schreier is correct, my theory is, is that Infinity is going to be. The games as a service, Assassin's Creed, which we already knew was kind of being built. So it's going to be a living, ongoing experience of Assassin's Creed. And I think what they're going to do, Mav, is I think they're going to revisit the old Assassin's Creeds in some way. So I think that all the places and going forward, like the next one, the Baghdad, will eventually be added into Infinity. So I think what they're going to do is start out um, with some of the older titles, and they're going to add those worlds in there. And I think you're going to be able to jump between them, obviously. Um, and I think you're going to have different, whether it's mission types, whether it's multiplayer and single player experiences um, within those time periods. I think that's my guess on what they're going for here. And I think that it makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, they're going to have a hub world, right? They're going to have a hub. Mm-hmm. the animus world right yeah and then you're going to be able to jump and then you're going to be able to go to the different know, origins right different right? time you're periods be, yeah you could yeah exactly you're going to be able to go to all the different places that they've already created and as they come out with new assassin's creed experiences those will be added into infinity that's where they'll get their continuing content from as they move through the years that's what makes sense to me i could be completely wrong so, and a shout out to three bitch, three bit. If you know better, let us know in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, so that would be my guess. So that's how I would do it. If I was thinking about doing this type of assessment Creed. what do you think? I don't know, man. It's like, because it, like it's online, right? Like well, online multiplayer and stuff. And it, mm-hmm. and the, you know, is in the different modes or different experiences and biomes. So like it, I'm trying to think like all this, all, most of the Assassin's Creed games to me have the same experience for the most part. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. so when they say There's different experiences, off. like it, I, well, what I'm I mean, wondering, unity, unity was a little different, right? Yeah. Unity had some different stuff to it. Right. So, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what I'm thinking about too. Like 
does this mean that they're going to have completely different types of modes that we haven't seen before? Like, is that what, what he I'm, means by that's games? That's what I'm thinking. You know, I, I'm thinking like with an online component, I don't know if it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like challenges you're going to do throughout the world and it'll be r- really open. And when, cause he does say biomes, right? So mm-hmm. um, those biomes may, may be distorted between the animus and when you're transitioning into different biomes and you maybe just kind of transition into a different animus section into a different like uh time period and all that kind of stuff so um i just i just don't know man it's like assassin's creed infinity is like so interesting to me because i have no clue what the hell it is i can't picture it in my brain like i, I just really can't like i assassin's creed rift is probably gonna be another assassin's creed game right like um yeah, that's a, yeah they that's what it sounds like yeah. it's gonna be a single player experience so, just like the other ones and yeah, yeah. infinity is where i'm like man it's like it, i haven't heard anything that specifically defines what this game is right it's just a bunch of like <laughs> d- vague descriptions that leads me to wonder more about what the hell this game is um it's gonna be a big probably live service multiplayer focus game and I think it's going to be one of the biggest things that Ubisoft has actually done in years, to be honest with yes. you. I think it's yes. a big deal for them. And I think that's one of the reasons they actually teased it so early, right? Probably. Without any big reveal, because it's not their MO, really. You know what I mean? To talk about a game like that that early. So I I don't know, man. I mean, there's been, there hasn't been any insider testing as far as like the stuff that they've done with some of the other like tom clancy games that they've had right? right um this this one's just very kind of interesting to me i, I just can't I, put my finger on it i i like to think of the possibilities man but i, I think that they're i think that if they do the, and again th- this is putting a lot of faith in ubisoft to say if they get this right <laughs> uh with with this infinity type game i think there's a lot of potential here because i could see the hub world yeah. And you in there with your friends, right? And you meet up in the hub world with your friends and you all hop in the Animus and you all select a time period from one of the Assassin's Creed's, right? Mm-hmm. And you get into this smaller vertical slice within that time period, right? Let's just say Origins. So you mm-hmm. hop in and all of a sudden you're at one of the Great Pyramids and you have the options with your friends to complete different missions within there, whether it's, whether it's assassinating a certain person um, or whether it's it's finding treasure somewhere and having to go through you know some some battles to get there, whatever the case may be, I could see a lot of different ways it could take this because that could, would be a completely different experience than let's say you hopped into the Black Flag section, right? right. You hopped in Animus and went to Black Flag, and now all of a sudden you got you know you can complete some ship battles or whatever the case may be. They could, when I hear different biomes and different games, I could see how Ubisoft, if they get creative and if they understand what they're trying to do with this game, which again, is saying a lot from, is expecting a lot out of Ubisoft right now because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like they can figure this out with any of their games. But if they can, I think that with, this could be, like you said, the biggest thing that Ubisoft has put out in a long time. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, it's going to be a lot of diehard Assassin's Creed fans who are never going to like the idea of this. Shout out to Assassin Luca, right? Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of diehard Assassin's Creed fans that, that, that say, no way, I don't want this for my Assassin's Creed. And I will understand that completely. I have plenty of stuff like that in my life. 
that I do that to. But I think that Ubisoft, if they do nail this, man, they could win over a lot of people if they get that right mix between classic Assassin's Creed and then adding, again, multiplayer aspect, which they tried. Again, in Unity, they tried to do that. It just didn't work. Well, Unity was already broken, so that was the first problem anyways. But if they come out and they do it right, I think that you could see a pretty cool multiplayer co-op experience from an Assassin's Creed. Who knows? Maybe they got even some PvP Assassin's Creed to it as well, which would be pretty freaking cool uh, you know, down the road. Um, but I think that this is interesting, Mav. I think you're right about this. I'm excited to go to Baghdad. I think uh, the Aztecs have to be done at some point it's the perfect place to go yeah um because mexico's got so many diverse environments as we saw in horizon that with aztecs you really could get a lot of different interesting experiences so i think eventually i think they will go there um so yeah man this is this was curious um as far as schreier's comments go and i can't wait to hear more about infinity uh, infinity and see how they're going to pull this off yeah um like I said, I don't have all the faith in the world of Ubisoft. I do enjoy my Ubisoft games. They're the fast food of video games for me. I always know what I'm going to get out of them. Um, you know, I just hope they can get it down. I hope they just know what they want <laughs> yeah. out of the game. They're very, like, That's frustrating it. lately. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. I'm more frustrated with Ubisoft than any other company, Pretty probably. Much. You know, like, Pretty much. It's just not that the stuff that they put out is bad. It's just like, I think they've yeah. lost who they are. You know what I mean? Correct. And it's yeah. uh, it's pretty sad. I, I'm hoping that the next stuff we see from them is really solid and and good. And yeah. they just stop trying to make everything into something that it's not um, right. for the sake of following trends. Right. But we'll see. Exactly. And, th- and 3-Bit's not going to help us, chat. So boo 3-Bit. Because yeah. he says he doesn't even know what Assassin's Creed is. He knows all about so. Infinity. He knows what it is. So. <laughs> um, shout out to Chris it's Jones sh- also. Remember yeah, two shout months. out to Chris Jones. Go ahead. He says Mav still doesn't play JRPGs. Blasphemy. Yeah. That's blasphemy. That's um, blasphemy. <laughs> a member at uh, 3-Bit, member 14 months, says, what's good, y'all? What's good, 3-Bit? You know, Ubisoft, 3-Bit, spill the beans, bro. Come on. I mean, you, you, you ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> you work for Playground now. You can drop the loyalty act, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, and she's no, you're you're one hundred percent. I mean, again, UB's I, again. I enjoyed Valhalla, and Valhalla made over a billion dollars. Okay, so there's no doubt that Ubisoft knows what they're doing. But I think you can understand what I'm saying is that there's just again, Ubisoft is trying to find their way, and they try to yeah. they keep trying to go after the pot of gold. And like you just pointed out, Valhalla sold them over a billion. Part of that due because it was one of the best games to come out for the new consoles out the gate. And that's due to Ubisoft being on top of the ball. I mean, they were they they started this generation with two games in Watch Dogs and Valhalla. Now, Watch Dogs had its issues, right? And didn't do as well. Um, but Valhalla killed it. But Ubisoft is one of the most consistent publishers out there and creators of games out there. That's why I say they're my fast food. I love them. But I'm saying right now with them trying to find their way, they are trying to find this this magic game that they're going to have that's going to be the games as a service that they've always dreamed of that's going to be their Apex Legends or that's going to be their Fortnite that's going to print them money. And they again, by trying to do that, there's been some decisions they've made that just 
are head scratchers when it comes to this stuff. In Assassin's Creed, personally, I want them to go back to the older yeah. style Assassin's Creed. And again, I know nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but I think that it would be if they trimmed some of the fat off the Assassin's Creed games and did not make it such a gigantic thing. I, again, I love it. But if they cut it back a little bit and trim some of the fat, I think it would be a much better experience at the end of the day. But again, that's me. Yeah. I, I, it's just personal opinion. Uh, also, but I do agree with you. Speaking on Ubisoft, like knowing what they're doing, I mean, if you really want to look at the bigger picture, yeah, Valhalla is the their first billion-dollar game. However, uh, in January of 2021, their market cap or their market was uh, at $20.78 per USD per share. And today it's at seven dollars and ninety eight cents. So in a year and a half, that's like way less than half. In fact, uh, they're at the lowest amount that they've been in over five years. So things are not going well for Ubisoft, right? They are in dismay, actually. I mean. Um, their highest point was actually back in 2018 where they were at $24 per share at $24.10. That was back in July 20th. Now, now it's $7.98. That is like almost a third. Actually, Mm -hmm. it it is about a third. That's about a third of their highest point. Just uh, a little over almost four years ago. Yep. So, uh, it's not looking good for Ubisoft. I mean, they just, I hope they get their stuff together. Um, yeah, and, I, and I'm excited. And I'm excited for any time they try something new. I can't wait to see. Again, I held my opinion on Skull and Bones until I saw it. Again, it's not everything I wanted, but if it winds up that we get Ubisoft Plus and I have, I can play it, not pay $70, I will do so because it does have some interest to me. I just want to see them on Assassin's Creed pull this off on Infinity. I'm definitely excited yeah, for. The, I hope the hope Infinity is good. I think it potential. could be. Yeah, for the potential. I, yes, I, 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 I think we're, I think we're both projecting that we're excited for that game. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure, 100. Yeah, 100. I'm a co-op, yeah. a co-op Assassin's Creed. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily oh, what I would like. I'll, like because they're still doing the regular Assassin's Creed, right? Mm-hmm. If they, it's not exactly. like what their they're other things where they abandon it. Yeah. And then, like, come out with other crap to fill it up. And that's one of the reasons why they haven't been doing well. They have not releasing um, a lot in their top-tier IPs. You know what I mean? And they haven't really been releasing a lot in those. They've been relying too much on uh, Rainbow Six Siege for years without coming out with new uh, Tom Clancy content. They The Clancy content they did come out with has been following trends, following other brands or other other games and trying to become other things. And uh, that they thought would be popular without really focusing on what it means to be that IP. And too much to the extent that we saw things like X Defiant get pitched, which really <laughs> set a lot of people the wrong way, right? Now, there's a lot that Ubisoft has done great. I like Rainbow Six Extraction, right? Yeah. I, that's, that's a fun game. It came to out me. of nowhere. I, I like it. Um, it did pretty well, I think. Uh, and our most anticipated game is Splinter Cell, the remake, yeah. right? So our most anticipated game is Splinter Cell. That yeah. gonna do both, both of our like, justice. most anticipated yeah. game, I think. Yeah. But I know you're from Starfield. Uh, yeah, from but Star- like, yeah, yeah. But like from if, Ubisoft for sure. If I was to be honest with you, like that's probably that Splinter Cell remake is my number one anticipated game. 
I'm a huge Splinter Cell fan. Like, I always have been. But guess what? They skipped over a generation. Yeah. It's insane. No Sam Fisher. No Sam Fisher. Only in mobile games and, uh, like, add-on characters for DLC and, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm up and down on Ubisoft a lot, but Ubisoft in general is down right now, and there's no doubt about that. Division 2? Had all the chance in the world. Yeah. Mav and I would be. Love it. I love Ubisoft games. Freaking love Ubisoft games. Yeah. We went back to it again. We still got to go back to it because did they close? Are we past that point where the new uh, guy, the new uh, target is closed again? I'm not sure. Ah, I got to go check that out because we did not run through that. Uh, But let's stay on Assassin's Creed here, Mav, in a way. Uh, And let's move on. Talk about the um, creator this, of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, one the face of the original Assassin's Creed team. Uh, the lady who did all, I mean, obviously she had a huge team behind her, but let's put yeah. it this way. She was, she was the forefront. She was the leader. She had a huge hand in making Assassin's Creed what it is to Ubisoft. And of course, that is Jade Raymond. And we had known since uh, I believe it was last year was announced that the her new studio that she had formed called Haven was partnering with PlayStation um, and that they were making one of PlayStation's new multiplayer games. Right. And we knew that was for a fact. Um, And then it got announced this week uh, on uh, Monday, I believe it was that Haven studios is joining PlayStation officially. And we knew about that for a while, but they've made the official announcement that, Hey, they got acquired. So shout out to Jade Raymond, shout out to her entire team. And I'm going to read this article from gamesindustry.biz a little bit here too, talking about what they've brought to Sony, but I'm just going to start here, folks. Um, Anybody who's listening to this, if you're old, older like me, and you go back to the original Assassin's Creed games, when they first started getting talked about, this was a brand new IP at one point, believe it or not. It's hard to think about some of these games being brand new IPs, but I was, uh, heavy into the games industry reading up on new stuff coming out at that time and i remember one of the first interviews with jade um when she started talking about assassin's creed and what it meant to her to be leading a brand new ip and i was just blown away by even back then how much maturity she had in this interview and a long how time ago else- i remember that long too Pong. like yeah, i think was- ign like video yeah. interview or something like that or game yeah. game trailers.com probably something like that back then exactly and you got to remember too um ladies and gentlemen this is back in the good old boys club days of video games okay what we weren't even close to where we are now where you hear about diversity uh you know and inclusion we weren't this is back in the good old boys club days to so to see jade up there leading this team on a brand new ip that even back then was getting hyped as like the next cool thing like they like people who were seeing this behind the scenes were talking about assassin's creed like look this is going to be something that you have Mm -hmm. not played before in gaming so to see jade up there at this time especially was ultra important and again she was so on point well-spoken passionate about what she was doing you could not help but take notice. Now, there's a, there, there obviously has been a uh, faction of gamers who have held on to the old ways, who still see, you know, look down upon 
um, you know, women in gaming and all that kind of stuff and that nonsense that's out there, whatever else the case may be. But there's also a bigger, larger faction that might not even come out and say that kind of stuff that have dismissed Jade and what she did originally for Assassin's Creed. There was a lot of talk back then. Oh, she's just a pretty face. That's why she's out in front. This woman has proven time and time again, wherever she's gone, ever since the days of Assassin's Creed, that she knows what the hell she's doing and how to lead a dev team. And there she is now creating her own studio after all these, after nearly two decades, starting her own studio and doing enough to impress Sony that they have not even put out one game and Sony's acquiring her and her team. Look, they're excited what about whatever want. they're making. That's for sure. They're, they're damn excited about what they're making, but even more so her team has helped out other Sony studios. I'm going to read this article from gamesindustry.biz and I'll get, I'll get you in on here, Mav, and let you talk about this a little bit. But um, this article is by Christopher Dring, head of uh, uh, games, uh, business to business uh, for gamesindustry.biz. Love gamesindustry.biz. I always promote them whenever I can. Great place for the business side of stuff. So, Headline of this article is Jade Raymond's Haven Studios already inspiring other PlayStation studios and not just with its game. In fact, when I heard about Haven Creative Map, I I was on board. I I I wanted when I heard that she was leaving and she was creating her own studio. Um, I wanted Microsoft and Xbox. I was hoping they were going to grab her. That's how how much I I appreciate her and what she's done. And this is crazy to hear some of the stuff in this article. So um, it goes on to say, the game's veteran discusses building a studio in the cloud and working with PlayStation architect Mark Cerny. Um, The ink has now dried. The team at Haven Studios, the Canadian game developer led by industry veteran Jade Raymond, are now officially PlayStation employees. The two companies announced the planned acquisition in March. And when we spoke back then, it was clear why Sony was interested in buying a team that had only been founded in 2021. For starters, it's a company filled with established talent, not just Raymond, but a whole number of experienced names who were behind major hits such as Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six Siege. The developer is also making a live service title, which fits neatly in with Sony's stated ambition to first push further into online service-based games. And it also sees PlayStation gain a presence in Canada, one of the world's most successful game games development countries. Today, as the deal is finally confirmed, we've caught up with Haven again, and a lot has changed in just a short amount of time. The developer now has 106 employees, wow. a rise of over more than 50 since October last year. And as a side note, you've heard us all talk, you've heard people within the industry talk about how hard it is to recruit talent right now in this industry that goes to show you the respect that jade has internally to be able to go for to 50 since october of last year so it's certainly no small indie team anymore and what's more it's made some key engineering hires and significantly increased its investment in r&d and the cloud we already mentioned that we had built and this is quote we had already mentioned that we built the studio in a cloud and that our vision That was our vision since we started during the pandemic, Raymond tells us. We didn't have offices at first, and we thought, why not innovate here and avoid people having these big machines and VPNing in? We had a cloud team initially that was about six people working on new ways to work. Now we just welcomed in another 21 engineers to focus on long-term cloud innovation because we really believe it's going to be a game changer in terms of how games are made. 
who else has been speaking on that? Oh, that's right. Phil, Sarah Bond talking about cloud Mm -hmm. and how the development's going to change up there, right? Before Haven, Raymond had been working at Google on making games for his new studio, uh, Stadia cloud streaming platform. But Google decided to pivot away from internal development, which led to the formation of Haven instead. So in many ways, it was inevitable that cloud technology would continue to play a significant role in what this team was going to do. There have been people talking about these different forms of cloud gaming from the consumer side, such as you can now play these AAA games on mobile, or I can now do these different kinds of games, which was the promise of Stadia. But the promise of the cloud that we're really focusing on is more what it means to game developers. When you think about game, the game engines that we have around, they were all built several years ago, and things have changed a lot. Our games have a lot more data. We're making an exclusive for PS5, and it's a live service game. So we have additional challenges. How do we make that kind of game with that kind of delivery, but with the PlayStation level graphics that people expect, all while allowing for those constant updates and building something that could be a living experience? Obviously, to do that without having thousands and thousands of people, you need to work in a different way. And even if you are going to have thousands of people on the dev team, just the amount of data that you have to push and the way that you think about those updates and keeping the game a game alive, there's a lot better ways to do it. Our initial part of the studio in the cloud was really on was really a focus on starting up and building tools and the general things that people working from home really quickly. Now we're looking at the next step. How do we innovate in terms of certain modules that the live service and engine needs? And how do we do those things in a more scalable way that will really enable us to have more rapidly evolving game and more productive people? That's the dream. When you get to a team of thousands of people and you're dealing with a lot of those old processes where it takes a long time just to get your data up and get it up and running and you open your editor, you sap some of the creativity out of game making. Three, four, three. Not only, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, not only the reactivity, but the ability for those game developers to just try things out. That's our main objective. We want to make the dev team more efficient and able to output new ideas faster. To drive this cloud vision even further, Haven has hired Jalal L. Mansouri who was the technical architect on Ubisoft's hit live service game, Rainbow Six Siege, before also joining Google in a similar role. Jalal uh, joined us two weeks ago now to be the principal architect for the studio and also the head of R&D. He's really going to be working with Leon, uh, Leon O'Reilly, our CTO, on shaping this vision, both things that are going to be short-term critical to operate our first game in a more efficient way, and then also some more forward-thinking stuff that we think will pay off, which is worth investing in now. Haven is aiming to be a studio built for the modern world of games development. It was formed during a pandemic with staff working remotely and by people who know a thing or two about cloud technology. The downside of starting a new studio is you have to start everything from scratch. The plus side is is that you get to think, is there a better way to do this? We started a studio without a physical building or local servers. So we had the opportunity to go, is there a different way we can do this that's more efficient? One of those things that I've heard from a lot of devs in the industry during the pandemic is that they've had to really grow their IT teams to support all of the people with multiple machines working from home and trying to dial in on a VPN and to get access. We have zero IT in the studio. 
because we've automated everything in the cloud. There are things like that where we're already seeing the payoff, and that's why we decided to invest more. It's this approach that has caught the attention of PlayStation's other studios. Haven CTO has been speaking to Sony's other teams about what it has been doing from a technical and cloud perspective, which Raymond said has been super fulfilling for the team. And the company's R&D work has also caught the attention of Mark Cerny, the lead system architect behind the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, although this isn't necessarily related to cloud. And she goes on to say, so uh, Mark Cerny is one of the main reasons we're investing in so much R&D and is, of the very, is in this very senior engineering team. Raymond teases. It's not just tied to the cloud, but also some more forward-thinking RD. I'm not able to say too much now, but that's obviously one of the other things that's been a big attractor and is exciting to our team with PlayStation. Of course, Mark Cerny is kind of like a rock star too, so being able to collaborate with him is very exciting. And the fact that Jalal is joining, there are a lot of bold ideas that we are looking forward to exploring. I'll leave the rest of the article there. But that gives you a good picture. And again, go to gamesindustry.biz and read this article if you want to learn more. But Matt, just from what you heard there, again, this is one of those studios, even though it was just created in 2021, but under Jade's leadership and abling, being able to recruit in all of these extremely experienced people, especially from the cloud side of things, um, the engineering side of things, and being able to help out other Sony studios, maybe be able to develop some of their own tools for the cloud. Or, I, I, you know, I, I read another article where it's talked about how she helped some of the Sony studios uh, while they were still facing some of the pandemic stuff, working from home. They were able to help the Sony studios implement some new techniques to help them while they're developing from home and not necessarily in the office. Listen, brother, this is impressive for, again, she obviously came from all these different backgrounds, Ubisoft, Google. She's brought all that into one spot now in her own studio in Haven. But to get, catch the attention of Sony that quickly, to make an impression with some somebody like Mark Cerny from an engineering standpoint, bro, this is, this is definitely an up-and-coming studio that has a ton of potential yeah. that Sony wasted no time in snatching up. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, again, I just like, you don't bet against pretty much the lead dev, dev, dev of the original uh, Assassin's Creed game, right? Uh, anytime that you're able to do something as massive as that, um, and then go on to do a bunch of other things after that as well, but like, uh, it adds some credibility to your name. You know what I mean? It has followed uh, throughout her career now, I think, and um, this studio, I bet, is going to make some waves. Uh, we haven't seen the first game yet. Um, it's, I like the fact that they said with the graphics that a playstation uh fans expect right um because that means like okay they're not just going to sacrifice for the sake of uh, making an online service game they're really going to try and figure out how to do it the right way and and fit within the brand you know what i mean so i i think it's awesome man um it seems like there's going to be some studios that are have popped up over the last couple of years um, that may be really forward thinking and do things differently than the has been done in the past. And it's going to make changes in, in the way that games are made in the future. Uh, we've already talked about this before with Azure and all that kind of stuff with, you know, that's one of the big things about Azure is cloud development um, and creation. Um, and that goes with, lots of other uh 
companies do. Amazon is also pushing stuff with cloud creation and everything. So, but but Xbox is leading with game development there. Now it yep. seems like PlayStation is trying to as well, mm-hmm. and this is a big step for them to get involved with that process because if they have people that are really pushing forward and and getting engineers to really get a grasp on this stuff and really be one of the the best studios at cloud development it could go a long way and her having experience already with google stadia getting trying to get that off the ground you're talking about people that are more on the forefront of it to begin with right Mm -hmm. so it seems like that's really where this is going to make it the biggest impact um at the end of the day it still comes down to the games right right Uh, these processes that they're talking about and and innovations are, are ways of creating the games that they want to make so at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how good is the game that they actually create. But it's fascinating to see so much talk about the innovation of creating those games, right? And I think that's another... PlayStation has been making a lot of very, very, very specific type of acquisitions that have helped them uh, with, like, Bungie. You talk about how to run a live service game. Well... Who better than Bungie, who's had Destiny, one of the most successful live service games over the last decade, right? Um, or you talk about Nixus, right? Or any of, the, any of these other studios where they're requiring these studios that fill a purpose, right? They're, they're all filling a purpose and, and a need within within their brand. And I think this is that. I think that that's a very forward-thinking type company is what it sounds like. I'm looking forward to what they make. Uh, I have faith with her studio mainly because of her uh, background with Assassin's Creed and the creativity it took to create that in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who all was involved with all the design aspects, right? Um, But lead dev on that and to come out with a brand new IP that changed gaming, um, it did, right? I, I, we talked about Assassin's Creed a little while back, right? One of the reasons that we had a long gap, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but after Double Agent came out, we had another like seven, eight year gap between between Splinter Cell games. That was between Double Agent and that was between Conviction. And I remember seeing the first uh, articles about the next Splinter Cell game. And yep. it was going to be very Assassin's Creed-like. It was going mm-hmm. to be crowd-based. And you mm-hmm. were going to be wearing like street clothes, going in a crowd and hiding among crowds. And I remember seeing that I was like, oh, they took those ideas from Assassin's Creed, <laughs> right? They were trying to turn like, like what Ubisoft does. They take the best ideas from one of their game. They try and force it into all their other, other <laughs> games. And then eventually they scrapped that. They hired a different uh, um, lead developer and they changed that whole, I'm a Panther thing with, uh, with, you know, with conviction. But that's why the game took so long to come out. The original, um, gameplay uh and screenshots and everything didn't even make that game it, it was completely different uh but that just shows that her, her influence on mm-hmm. development and 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 gaming uh, over overall um create one of the biggest franchises in gaming and now yep. has a chance to do it all over again uh, with playstation i think i think it was a brilliant move by playstation man it was it was like you said Mav, strategic moves again they're they're playing catch up right now with all, everything that Microsoft mm-hmm. has done to get to this yeah, point they're getting some where they're going. Badass talent for it, they man. Are. I mean, they like, are, the, man. The, the, some of this talent they're getting is like, yeah. you know, like stuff that you see like, oh, 
I didn't even know that existed or who that was, but you're like, wow, okay. Right. Um, that was a good move, you yeah. know, and it, they're very smart with uh, their acquisitions, man. They've been on the money there. Where, where Xbox has made like the biggest splash, where the biggest yep. names in Max Bethesda and, you know, Activision Blizzard now Blizzard. is like massive, huge deals, right? PlayStation's right. been like, we're going to do this one. We're going to do this one. The biggest one they did was Bungie, which was massive. Yep. It was like a really big deal. Uh, but then you're looking at, okay, we're getting the you know, Haven, we're getting this, we're getting that, we're getting that. And it all adds up to like, man, this is pretty damn impressive because they all fill a role, right? Correct. And right. they all help them in the grand scheme of things where they're trying to go with their transition, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, because they can't grow the same way Microsoft can. They can't just open up the treasure chest and just yeah. buy what they want, right? They can't do that. They can't and that's, that. not, no. that's, not a, <laughs> that's not a knock on them. And it's not a knock on Microsoft because they do it. I know some people try to say, well, Microsoft just buys everything. Well, that's part of business. I mean, when you got the ability, yeah, that gives you advantages. And Microsoft is using their advantages. And what Sony's doing is saying, look, we can't match that. And we're behind in some areas where Microsoft is now trailblazing a new path for us. So in order to be able to follow that path, we're going to have to have people that know what they're doing in those spaces. So we're going to go out and strategically buy these specific people, like you said, Map, to fill these specific studios and these specific groups of people to fill real, real holes that they have because they weren't investing in it all the time like Microsoft was. So that's what they're doing now. And that's going to help them make up some of the ground that they've lost in some of these areas by bringing in people that have huge amounts of experience doing games as a service, doing work in the cloud with these two, with, with, with Bungie, as you mentioned, and then now Haven, that's how you make up ground. And then they went out and got a company like Nixus to help them PC port, yeah. right? So they can make up ground in PC porting, right? So that's what they do. They're doing what they, they're, do, they're doing the maximum they can with what they have available and it's working. And now we'll see, again, Haven is unproven, just formed in 2021. We don't even know what their new game is about outside of it being games as a service multiplayer. That's all we know about it at this point. And like you said, at the end of the day, Mav, it's about the games. But from a technology standpoint, from a new kind of way of doing this business model with a subscription service, with games as a service, monetizing, building stuff in the cloud, all that kind of stuff, they are making headway where they were really far behind on Microsoft and they will continue to be behind because Microsoft has invested years upon years yeah. into this stuff, but they're going to make up some ground in the, in the midterm. So um, really good stuff there. And again, shout out to Jade and that entire team. I just love to see Jade succeed. So happy for her again. She's been dismissed. And I even saw some dismissive tweets after this was announced. Okay. So again, that old mentality is still out there. It's just, it, it's, it's the low hanging fruit and people still go to it, but this, this, this woman has proven herself and I'm just so happy that she's uh, getting a shot with Sony. Again, I was all on board. I, I thought Phil might go snatch her up, especially for the cloud stuff. But yeah. it's funny um, when like there's a guy that's like a head of a studio or something that's like, yeah. man, they just had him there because of his pretty face. <laughs> He works out. That's why they had him in the front. <laughs> yeah, man. They sure did hire a good looking executive to run that studio. You know, I'm glad they did. I mean, that's the only reason he got that job. You know, he's got great I mean, it's probably well hung, you know, <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just Hong. like, come on. 
you know like, like uh, it doesn't matter what a person looks like you know it's no like, no again in in these in the, the thought that these you know million billion dollar companies put anybody in charge just because of their looks is yeah. is ridiculous okay it's utterly ridiculous they're not gonna waste millions of dollars because somebody looks great okay that's that that's not how this is going to work um in marketing if it was for a commercial, like an acting, okay, well, then we could talk about that. But to actually run a team, yeah, no, it doesn't matter what you look like. At the end of the day, you better be a damn good leader. Otherwise, you're going to waste millions of dollars uh, mm-hmm. for a company. Um, all right, man. Well, we're over two hours in here, brother, already. Jesus, we are just killing this. Yeah, we flew, right but now. we got through a lot of topics, man. <laughs> no, I know. We crushed it out. Enough. Like, we already talked about Netflix. We talked about PlayStation Plus lineup. Yep. We talked about PlayStation Stars, Assassin's Creed uh haven haven we have not talked about skate skate yeah i was just gonna say skate uh all right here we go man skate everybody's been i mean anybody who's into the skate franchise and into skateboarding um obviously the tony hawk remake did really well um for activision not well enough to for them to uh go ahead and do three and four um which is a shame uh that we found out that recently but people were looking forward to a brand new skate game. Obviously, skate being a big franchise in itself, being it different from a lot of other franchises, skateboarding franchises out there, much more technical, um, not so arcade-ish, um, really fun to play. So people have been waiting on this, waiting on this game. And we got a showing of some pre-alpha alpha footage the other day. I think it was last week uh, that we got that. Um, which was pretty cool just to see kind of behind the scenes, but they talked about how early on they were that they've got yeah. tons of people testing it out. They're taking feedback, but some of the world designs that they showed, they said, you know, they're going to have this kind of sandbox mode forge mode uh, per se, where you're going to be able to create your own kind of stuff uh, to do as well. That looked cool. Well, then we get new details today, sir. <sighs> this, uh, this article is going to come from the verge. And shout out to Nibel again, another great dude who puts out tons of great person who puts out tons of information on Twitter, um, collects a lot of this news, Mm -hmm. but this came from the verge and uh, it was written by Jay Peters. So skate skates developers say going free to play is a natural evolution of the franchise. No. (laughs) (laughs) So right there folks. Yeah. Right there. Skates developers say going free to play is a natural evolution. All right. Uh, EA's new skate is going to be a live service, free-to-play skateboarding game. Developer Full Circle announced in a video on Thursday. Fans have been eagerly asking for some kind of Skate 3 follow-up for years, but this new title won't be the Skate 4 that they might have been expecting. Instead of a numbered iteration, Full Circle is imagining Skate. That's the name, though EA stylizes it with a period at the end as a constantly evolving world with community-created content that's easy for everyone to ollie into. It's an authentic, a quote, it's an authentic evolution of the franchise and taking what Skate 3 was in 2010 and bringing it to now and to the future, Darren Chung, a creative director on Skate, said in an interview with The Verge. Quote, that's not the only, uh, that, That is not only an evolution of the franchise, but it's an evolution of where skateboarding is and was from 2010 to now, and also where games are from then to now. 
Skate will be available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC with cross-play and cross-progression, which is freaking amazing. Uh, and then in, uh, it, and then they also go on to say the developers are exploring a mobile version too. Uh, but the full release is still a long ways away. In June, Full Circle debuted the pre... Oh, so it was back in June. So yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, more than a couple weeks ago. Uh, pre, pre, pre-alpha footage and invited players to sign up to play test skate but they haven't given any sort of release time frame for the yeah. launch. "Quote: I think it would. Be, uh, I think the word launch is an interesting word for us because of the way we are developing the game and the <laughs> fact that we want to get players' feedback very, very early." Isabel uh, McQuard, yeah. head of product management on Skate, uh, we are just flexible with what's going on. Uh, going to be the list of things that will be available at launch because I think that it will depend. Uh, it will depend on what our fans are telling us. To be honest, I can't share that list with you because we want to build it with our players' feedback. But Chung impressed on me that even though exactly what's in the game isn't locked yet, it's going to be skate. It's going to feel like skate. It will be a skate game. That's quote unquote. Uh, one feature the developers were excited about was what they called the collab zones, a working title, uh, which are areas that can be collaboratively collaboratively built by players and appear in other people's worlds. In Thursday's video, Full Circle showed off some examples, including an absolutely massive ramp and a structure that looked like a skyscraper tall pachinko board. You don't know when you jump into the city what's being built, what was built, or what's going on, Chunk said. You jump in and it's like, oh, shit, what is that? Like a human, that's a human Plinko wall. I need to go check that out. And collab zones you make will appear in the world for other people in real time. While it's easy to imagine how that could create some truly wild and spontaneous moments every time you hop into a game, as with any real time and collaborative creation tool, tool, there's a serious risk of misuse. Chung said the team is taking moderation seriously. Can't exactly say how we're going to tackle every problem, but it's something that we're already cognizant of and know that we will be need policing, he said. The good thing is that we have our game. The good thing is we have with our game is that you're not going to have to live in fear. It's not like other games where there's guns and violence. There's none of that in our game. Policing will be for, I guess, sillier, lighthearted things. But we definitely want to make sure that there is a safe space for every player to come in and be able to enjoy themselves. As for the game's business model, Mokard said that the microtransactions are primarily going to be about cosmetics and convenience. I want it to be very clear that it's not a pay-to-win game. There won't be any gameplay, uh, won't be any gameplay areas hidden exclusively behind a paywall. Players won't be able to buy any gameplay altering advantages. The team believes that the best business models are based on respect, trust, and transparency. And they want to create a healthy model that will allow us to continue investing back into the game, according to Mokart. The team is also planning on having things like seasonal drops, and live events in the game, but we are still exploring different options. The new game does sound like promising on its face, a free skateboarding game backed by a big developer. But I'm having trouble getting excited for yet another big live service title. I'm already a regular and Fortnite player. And I've started to get into Final Fantasy XIV, meaning it's hard for me to pack in any others. I've consciously chosen to let games like Destiny 2, Rocket League, and Fall Guys pass me by. And with more big free-to-play games on the way, finding the time to play them isn't going to get any easier. I'm getting to the point where it's a relief just to pick up a game 
uh, with a definite end. I asked if a paid version of Skate was ever in the cards or if it was always imagined as a free-to-play game. Uh, quote, honestly, it's always been kind of that. Even from really early on, Chunk said. If I go back and make Skate 3 in 2015 or something, I don't know if it would have been a box product. I think it just makes sense for the franchise in terms of what the community wants. I don't know if having an iterative, uh, iterative title iterative title yes it makes a ton of sense it feels like it sounds trite to say the natural evolution of the franchise and skating game skating and games and all of those things come together seems like the right things for us to pursue i'm optimistic about full circles approach to skate it seems like the studio is making an effort to incorporate what the community wants early on and that will hopefully result in a better game that will be successful in the long term Though the team has already said it has had to make it a statement in response to a leaked build floating around. Um, and the free-to-play model helps differentiate the game from its competitors, including Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, and the indies like Ollie Ollie World and Skate City. If you want a chance to give your own feedback on Skate on uh, the game's eventual release, uh, you can always sign up to be a playtester. All right, Mav. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, brother. You jump in on this. Um, and I'll give you my take on it too. Um, uh, but go ahead, Matt. You you reading about this? Obviously, this kind of came out of the blue. I think most people were expecting a direct sequel, uh, or a remake, uh, or a reboot. Yeah. Whatever. And that's kind of what they, yeah, had hinted at almost yeah. originally when they announced it. But like they didn't, yeah, say specifically. But they kind of like it just seemed that way, at least to me. And I think a lot of people. Um, do I have issues with live service free to play games? No, I play a lot of them. I do like a lot of them um, where it gets a little interesting for me is um, two things. Them being like, Hey, we launch is an interesting word for us. <laughs> like what is it going to have at launch? Well, it's a floating target right now, basically. And, and we don't know a hundred percent how much content's going to be there. Pretty much is what they're saying. Right? Like that's a nice way of putting that. Right. My, my concern is n- mostly with this is published by EA, right? Yep. And now Apex Legends is is a is a great example of, of something that's succeeded really right. well, right? Yep. But we have other examples of other games that have not succeeded as live service games under EA and what they do when they don't really succeed very well. And they tend to abandon ship or put a shell version of the team there and move them on to something else and when you launch something without a lot of content and then potentially if it doesn't take off you you could potentially move them on to something else then you end up just with not a lot of content ever (laughs) and um they've i mean they've done interesting things like knockout city was a launch for them with uh a live service game but guess what they're not publishing that anymore and now it's free to play uh, published by the, uh, I think the devs themselves now. And uh, maybe it wasn't a huge success as for them that they wanted to. I don't know what happened with that, but um, that is now no longer EA now. It's int- that was really interesting. And, and then, you know, what they did with Anthem, uh, Battlefield 2042, now $70 entry fee for that one. And, and obviously um, Anthem wasn't... <laughs> And obviously Anthem wasn't free to play either. So there is more of a chance of getting a larger player base. I think Skate has enough of a name. You're going to get a lot of people to try this right away. My my 
curiosity goes to can they get a pipeline there strong enough to keep the player base there to where EA won't abandon it? Because it's not a battle royale like Apex Legends, right? Um, would EA have already abandoned like Halo Infinite? If I don't know, like it, here's the thing with Microsoft, like Microsoft, I know they're going to keep supporting that game regardless, right? And they're going to keep coming out with content. It's going to be great at the end of the day. I have no worries whatsoever because I know Microsoft is publishing that game and, and behind it. But like, let's say it had been EA and they've had the issues they've had this year, right? What decisions would they have made? Would they have made the same decisions that they made with Battlefield 2042? Maybe so, right? That's where I get nervous about this game. I want, I love skate. I played at uh, skate one and two. I played a shit ton of, I mean, I was like, it was awesome. The, the other things I, I, I can see like free to play working here. You know, you add new areas and you add new cosmetics and all this stuff. You know what I mean? But like the other skates already had a lot of that. And it just feels like all you would need to do is make a new skate game with its own open world type place. And that would be good enough for a lot of people. And I think that would sell really well. So I, it's not necessarily what I want. I have hope for it, but EA scares me with this. And if it doesn't click or hit, they tend to abandon ship. You know, I don't know. What do you think, Pong? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you bring up valid points. Again, we've seen it from EA time and time again. However, let's just take the game as a whole. For me, I'm all for free to play games. Yeah, I, I like them. Um, I have zero, again, it was kind of surprising. I didn't see skate going free to play, but again, in this day and age, I guess I shouldn't be surprised um, because EA does want to have a stable of these free to play mm -hmm. games monetized. I mean, it's part of their business model now. That's what they want. And they're going to use the skate name again. If it lives up to the old skates, then, Hey, it's going to be all gravy, right? If they, cause I, I understand the idea when they say, you know, it, it's a natural progression of the game. I get the idea mm -hmm. because that they're, you know, being able to add new places within the skate world and all that kind of stuff. That's going to be awesome yeah. if they continue to drop it, it that. It makes it where you don't have to buy a new skate game every couple of years, right? That's right, the point. That's exactly. The point of it. That's what we used to ask for back then. Why do they keep making it? Forcing right. us to buy these sequels. Why just add, keep adding content? Right. You right. know what I mean? When it works, it works. Yeah. Man. And it's great for us as players. Again, if, as long as it's not pay to win, as long as it's all cosmetic, again, I get to yeah, choose I don't how much. Kick flips. You know, right, right, right. Uh, or energy, right? A stamina. Oh my gosh. Uh, if they do that, oh my dude. No, don't even put it, don't even put that into the atmosphere right now, man. Oh my god. Or you know uh, what? Like NFTs yeah. of like your like yeah. skateboards. Remember, like yeah. when, uh originally when Microsoft yeah. was like creators would be able to make money on their own creations right. and they showed off like a skateboard. Like it's like yeah. when the 360 was originally announced, you know. Oh man. You remember that? And then yes, uh, that do. never happened, obviously. No. Like thank God. Um but this uh, that was like the <laughs> first thought Early. of like what an NFT is almost. Right? Anyway, yes, um, yes, yes. And now this is I don't know. Like this, I, they haven't said anything about NFTs in this game. I'm nah. just, I'm just, I'm just throwing I, it out there. It, it's just a play. I mean, again, the concerns come up just because of who's publishing it. But again, as far as the game goes, if they can nail this, it's going to be a big hit because you just give me a little jump in. I mean, there's 
there's just certain games that work where it's just easy to jump into. And like skateboarding is one of the most natural games mm-hmm. to just jump in and jump out of, right? And if they're going to have community created content, they're they're giving us kind of a forge where you can create and that that's going to happen real time that other players are going to jump into this world and see these creations there. Well, that gives you basically an unlimited world uh of of different skating experiences or different crazy stuff that you're going to be able to do in this game. So if all that comes together and they're able to just ex- continuously expand upon this world. And all of a sudden you, you, you know, log in one day and all of a sudden there's a, you know, there's a, there's a brand new uh, empty pool for you to, to skate in yeah. with a bunch of ramps and stuff. Well, that's going to be freaking sweet. Cause it's going to be like, Hey, it's like when you're skateboarding around and you just find a new place and you're like, Oh man, we gotta go try to, we gotta go try to grind this out. Right. You know, it's going to be that natural skating experience. So I kind of get where he's coming from when they, when they, when uh, Chung says that, I kind of get what he's saying. Um, and I think they could pull it up. And again, if it, if it lives up to the old experiences, great. And if the, if the pay, if the pay stuff is simply cosmetic, and if I got to ride on a plain brown board, because I don't want to spend $5 <laughs> on some stickers and some new trucks yeah. and some new wheels, right? Okay. Well then that's, that's fine for me. Cause again, I have the chance like NBA it's 2K me. when you're in your brown yeah. jumpsuit, you know, yes, your brown exactly. sweats, you know, everybody knows around. you're the newbie. <laughs> the, yeah, you're the yeah, new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm cool with that because again, I like that's why I like free to play games. There are risks, and I think you brought up valid concerns, especially from a company like EA who has abandoned things when they haven't necessarily worked out the way they thought they would. So, again, depending on what the internal expectations of this is. You know, yes, could it is it possible that it doesn't hit right away and they never give it a chance to hit because they just move the team over to something else, say, Hey, we tried. Oh, we tried. Oh well, let's move on. Let's go. Um, yes, that's a real possibility with EA. But I'm gonna take it from the standpoint, I can't wait to see what they come up with. I think this will be fun. Like I said, there's nothing more natural than jumping in and jumping out of a skateboarding game that's a live service game. I get kind of where they're going with this, and I think it could really be a fun experience. Uh, to hop on with with all of you, right? Math. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go grind some. You know. Let's go grind yeah. some skates. Let's go man. grind. Pause. Let's go grind it. Let's go grind it. Pause. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I just think it would be really fun. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what they come up with. But again, it did catch me off guard when they said it was going to be a free to play games as a service. Um, and I can see the monetization. Like I said, I don't doubt that I'll be rolling around uh, in some plain jogging suit with a plain brown board. Uh, looking like a newbie until I spend some money, which is fine. I, again, that's that's okay because it allows me to invest. The gameplay is what matters here, and the the community making some creations that we know works, Mav, because there are some very very creative people out in communities that do amazing yeah. things when you give them the freedom to build stuff. So I can imagine that we see some really cool stuff. Uh, out of this game as well from that standpoint uh-huh. so yeah For i'm sure. all on board man it's it's cool it was just a little it was a little strange to hear it, it, was, it was yeah weird. it's it's just interesting i i yeah. like again i get the concept of it i think it is actually like makes a lot of sense you know yeah. what i mean i'm just nervous because it's ea yeah that's the only I reason if this was like another publisher that had more than one big successful free-to-play game i, I can't does ea have another one besides apex like, I mean, the EA's had other live service games that have failed miserably and they just give up mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Like, whereas other publishers, you can even go back to Activision with the first Destiny, have rode through that down curve and like kept at it and kept supporting the game 
until it was successful. You can look at Sea of Thieves with Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's several examples out there. It's just it's like something that usually happens with either free to play. Halo Infinite's going through it right now, right? Yep. Um, it, Microsoft is going to see that through, right? I don't have confidence in EA to see that through unless it's ultra successful. Right. And I'm hoping it is because if it is really successful, it'll work. Right. Mm-hmm. It it'll work. Yeah. They'll, they'll put everything behind it and it'll work. But if it, if it doesn't do as well as they're hoping or struggles, then like it's on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Right. And right. we'll see, we'll see. Man. But, but if they pull it off again, again, it's, it's funny. Cause skateboarding, like, listen, if they pull it off, they get a nice big community rolling into to mm-hmm. skate. Um, people will spend money on boards, bro. Oh, they will <laughs> just for like sure. They, boards, it's, oh my, yeah, and outfits yeah, too, it's, like outfits, well, yeah, hats, board, and like licensed licensed outfits and stuff mm-hmm. for the skateboarding community. That's always been huge in that culture, right? Mm-hmm. That goes all the way back to when you know skateboarding first became big. I can imagine like graffiti yeah. tags too. You know what I mean? Like spe- special graffiti tags and and, and bring it back to classic boards. The, yeah. the Paul Peraltos, oh my God, the Tony Hawks. Think about the licensing. Yeah, I mean, knee pads. Oh, he probably can't get shoes, Tony Hawk because he's yeah. signed with Activision. Shoes alone. Whatever. Shoes alone, yeah. You Trucks, wheels, you can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> People will buy it. So yeah. um, it could definitely could be a big hit for them. And I hope they give it time, like you said. I hope they let this kind of mature yeah. and kind of find its space. That's the, even if that's it doesn't the key for them. Right they got to be more patient, man. You know, yeah, like Battlefield's do. doing better now because they fixed a lot of stuff, right? But like yep. they've already like supposedly put such a shell of a team there now and moving development onto these next battlefields. It's like I don't want them to do that. You know what I right. mean? Like I, I hope they see it and they see the vision of it because I think this team's doing a good job. Like that early footage. Like some people are like what is that? Mm-hmm. Like it looks like they they know what they're doing. Like it's all that's all about the gameplay. There. Yeah, the movement, the movement. The, that, that's, the, yeah, that's that's got to be one about. of the hardest things for like animators and stuff, and like make it for, look natural for physics oh. and so. Oh my, like I can't imagine, you know, trying to animate or like doing physics on something like a skateboarding game. Right. Like I don't even know how the freaking guys do the tricks in real life. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to animate that and 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 do do everything. Like it's pretty pretty damn impressive. I, I uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll probably be a while before we get to play it so yeah by the sounds of it again you can almost hear them laughing when they're asked about it so i think it sounds like though we might get like an early version um you know like an early release uh version that maybe we get to try beforehand get some feedback outside of just the play testers that sign up eventually i think they might drop like yeah. a small portion of it and let us play around in it and get some feedback from the community outside of their play testers so um yeah, I could definitely see that happen too. But yeah, it'll be a while. You can almost hear them chuckle when they think about how far out it is, probably. So, um, but it's so cool. Again, just to have it come back, even if it, if it was come back as a free-to-play game, it's great. It's great to have these older franchises finally do something that had kind of been collecting dust yeah. uh, that are beloved. And Skate was beloved. Again, it, it had its own place. It was different from Tony Hawk. So it found its own spot. And a lot of people love Skate. So glad to have it back. Glad to have it coming back. Well, Mav. Hey, brother, we killed those topics. Yeah, we rolled through a lot of topics today, yeah. man. Like, I'm yeah. I'm normally, actually, we get two or three. <laughs> I'm actually impressed with ourselves. Um, no, back. yeah, good job. Yeah, we didn't get stuck on one for like an hour and a half, two hours, like we do sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, job, Long. Thanks for leading know, us through those. Yeah, this was a fun brother. show, though, man. 
It was. It was. It was good to be in the chair. I'm not going to be around for the next couple of days. Going to miss some of my shows. So, I, you know, again, this is makes it extra special because I haven't been able to talk yeah. this week um, at all. So sit down with yeah, you, brother. Tomorrow night, too. You're not going to be able to be there either. Nope, so I'm not. Tomorrow so, and Saturday. And we're going to miss Pong this weekend, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get a break. Okay. Hey, I know you guys are getting sick of me. So you get, you get a break. Okay, absentee so. father. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> it's always good. You guys have a party. You guys can have your kegger. Just don't, you know, clean up. All right. Clean up afterwards before I get back. Thanks, Dad. Okay? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get everybody out of here. Go play some games. Do whatever. Um, I gotta go eat and uh, hit the air hay early tonight. So let's get everybody out of here, Mav. Uh, chat, you all were freaking amazing as always. Thank you all for joining up for episode 33 already of PM and the PM. These weeks just fly by, brother. Holy shit. Yeah. Feels like it just feels like a couple months ago you asked me to do this. Um, this has been an awesome night. So listen, Mav, tell everybody what you got going on for the rest of the weekend here. Uh, now that you're done with Game of Thrones. And you got all your violence out of you on FSP earlier in the week. <laughs> are you actually gonna? Are you actually gonna be playing some games this weekend? Bro? What are you I, gonna I be doing? Am. I am. I'm caught up on shows. I also finished The Boys, and I also finished Miss oh, Marvel. Congrats. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm caught up on shows now. It's time to game again. Uh, so I'll be playing some games tonight, everybody. I'll, I'll probably. I may even stream tonight. I haven't even streamed in over a week playing games. So yeah, I may do that tonight. Um. And, you know, tomorrow we got Xbox Ultimate podcast, episode number 97. Um, and it's going to be a, a good time. We're going to have a blast. Pong will not be there. It'll be a, a little interesting. Uh, you, is this like, this is like one of the, you've only missed like maybe one or two other shows yeah. Uh, ever. Yeah, one or two. Since, yep. And you've been there since like, what, probably episode 30 or 20 something? 20 something, I bet. I bet you I was in the 20s, yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So it'll be interesting without Pong, and we'll we'll miss him very much. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to having a great show tomorrow night on Xbox Ultimate at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, then on Saturday, guys, I'm going to be over there on Spooky's channel, and it's, I think it's Backlog Bastards. Is that right? Um, yes, sir. On his show, um, I can't remember exactly what time it is. I think it's uh, I think it's like 7 p.m. Eastern or something like that. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Spooky, if you know in the chat, I'm sure you do. Uh, go ahead and put it put it there. I couldn't remember the exact time, uh, but I'll be on Spooky Sprockets channel for his show. It's new podcast, only a few episodes in. Everybody, go ahead and check that out as well, guys. Um, and then back on Monday for Fun Speculation Podcast FSP. Uh, like Pong said, I got a little I got a little fiery on Monday. <laughs> I a little. It got I got a, a little bit for of, you. You were up. You you were ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, <laughs> my energy was a little elevated for that one. I will say, I just there's been a lot of annoyances lately, and I just had to you know get some stuff out. You know, so check out FSP from this past Monday if you haven't already. It's a very different show for me for sure. Um, and everybody on that panel, there's we had an awesome time. It was a fun show to do, honestly. And um. Besides that, guys, like I said, tomorrow is, I'm going to be dropping a video. Um, and this, I've had the privilege of getting to do this interview. I've wanted to interview this individual for a long time. And um, they wanted to remain anonymous, though, because of the thoughts that they had. So uh, you tune in to this uh, interview tomorrow. I'm going to drop it probably early, early afternoon or tomorrow morning. Um, can't wait for you guys to check that out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to... 
have some fun here on fun speculation. Uh, Pong, what what do yeah. you got going on, bro? <laughs> I got I got real life stuff going on, man. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, I got I got a work function tomorrow night, so I won't be on Xbox Ultimate. Actually, going to go catch a baseball game with the crew from work. So. Uh, I'm supposed to be a gorgeous night, so that'll be fun. Um, even though I'm not the biggest baseball fan, I love sitting in the stadium, man. So, and it's all you can eat, so I'm gonna have a couple dogs too. Um, so that's gonna be cool. Um, and then Saturday, yes, uh, Steel put out the announcement. I'll be putting out one tomorrow again as a reminder for everybody. I saw Splendiferous crying in the chat already. Uh, there will be no living split screen on Saturday. Um, so I am going to an air show uh, three hours away, uh, a little over three hours away. So got to get up super early, like 5 a.m. I got to leave on Saturday morning. So no living split screen. The shop podcast will still be happening. Whether or not I'm there, I think I'm going to make it back. And PTK has already put it out there. And I told him, you know, hey, might might not so we'll see if i'm back in time um but i'm going to try to be back in time for the shop podcast but please drop in there whether i'm there or not ptk blam of course brother from another fuzzy in the chat as well and hopefully myself saturday night that's the way you end it uh it's a great show it's a fun time bring your questions if there's any topics anything that hasn't been brought up in any of the podcasts that you've been listening to bring it to ptk show the shop because for about the last hour of the show, the last half of the show, he lets the chat ask questions. So please drop on in there. Check us out. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, be there. That's PTK Blam's Channel the Shop podcast. Um, otherwise, next week, uh, if I can make Factor, Xbox Factor on Tuesday over yeah. in Double Barrel Gaming, I will. Um, but otherwise, if not, I'll be back here for p.m. and the p.m. obviously next Thursday. Uh, but you chat, listen, you guys have been absolutely incredible. Great conversations. Again, we've got people from all walks of life in our, in this community over on Fun Speculations channel. And you guys showing up at PM and the PM, you guys have all different types of ideas and opinions. And I love it because almost to a T, all of you are respectful. And that's the best part about this because Mav and I don't agree on everything. Shocking as that is, we don't. And we have our discussions in the DMs. And yeah. We can go back and forth. But that's a part of gaming, right? That's just cool. That's what you do. That's why we do this. So thank you all for being here. Nothing but love and respect for all of you. Uh, please continue to keep Assassin Lupa in your prayers, thoughts, Absolutely. Hopes. Please do that. Um, again, no updates, I don't think, yet, Mav, right? Not, not since the last update Recently. that yeah. just, you know, the next several days are going to be, you know, very crucial. And yeah. I, I mean, this is gonna be something that probably takes a lot of recovery yeah. i haven't I haven't heard anything and as soon as i do whether it's good news bad news or whatever i'm gonna make sure i i share it with everybody i hope hoping for good though yeah for sure absolutely so please just continue to do that thank you uh from the bottom of our hearts again she's family here she's our friend um she is to many people in this community and even if you've never had an interaction with her just know that to a to every every person that has come across her will say that she is just a special person so please continue to do that as well but otherwise it is the golden age of gaming people something for everybody is out there probably 10 of something for everybody is out there at this point you can go find something to play no matter what you're playing on where you're at get out there enjoy it play what you love love what you play and i'm going to be talking to you all soon not as soon as normal but soon okay so hopefully i'll see you on the shop podcast on saturday night have a great rest of your week tomorrow being friday and then have an awesome weekend otherwise mav get us out of here brother 
Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Take it easy.